You ready? 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 Watch out, three, five! podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Well, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. Uh First off, happy new year to everybody. Hope everybody had a uh, had a happy holidays, uh, a merry Christmas, and yeah, we decided obviously with the uh, with the Christmas uh, break coming up that we would take a break. We would take a short two week break, uh, and we are officially back this week uh, for the first podcast of the new year. Uh, we have at the same time a lot to get to because. There's been quite a bit that has transpired uh, within the two-week break that we uh, that we uh, ended up taking. First oh, off, boy. we have Lou and we have Lou and we have Diane uh, on the line. Oh, with she's us. here. Uh, yes, I'm uh-huh. here. Hey, Diane. I, I I think hey. we might as well get right into it. Uh, Let's the, do it. Uh, probably the biggest story that froze pretty much uh, the sports world for. Seemingly a cu- quite a few days, uh, the unfortunate incident that took place on Monday Night Football between the yeah. Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals, Bills safety DeMar Hamlin ended up suffering a cardiac arrest while uh, after uh, tackling T. Higgins to the ground. Now, what's weird about this is he tackled Higgins, he gets back up, and at first, everything looks fine, but it's weird, though, because he had a little bit of a weird aura around him, like something was, like everything was fine, but yet at the same time, something was wrong, because it looked yeah. like he tried to take two steps forward, and then all of a sudden, he completely collapsed, fell backwards, hit his head for, uh, right on the field first. And they immediately called uh, the team, the team doctors, and everything. And uh, not just from the Bills, but also from the Bengals. And all of a sudden, uh, they ended up having to perform CPR on him, as well as bring out a uh, AED or a defibrillator for for those who are who are not aware uh, of what that is. Uh, because according to the doctors who had a press conference earlier this week from the University of Cincinnati, his heart stopped out there on the field. And obviously when you, when you have to use a defibrillator, that means that the person's heart has stopped. Now, what the doctors said, though, was that he had a faint pulse uh, when – the team doctors went to check on him and they ended up losing him right as they were checking on him, which made it, which made them have to perform CPR and everything. Uh, understandably. So the players were visibly distraught. Uh, I know T Higgins uh, in general, or, you know, in, in particular, he received quite a few threats from fans uh following the game now the game obviously uh ended up being temporarily suspended although ultimately uh after about an hour or so i don't know why it took goodell that long to do it 
after an hour or so, the game was officially postponed for the night before eventually being canceled uh, a couple of, about a day or so later. And I, I mean, let's let's start with you on this, Lou. Uh, was it the right decision for the NFL to stop that game? I or not to the stop the game, but, but to uh, but for them to for them to outright cancel it. I think under the circumstances, yes, because I don't think the players, you know, would have wanted to go out back and play of knowing what happened, considering that, you know, he might have he might have died, you know. You know, as on his way to the hospital, you know. So I think they did make the right decision of it. And for those who think, you know, getting getting stuck that that was wrong. I mean, that was that was the wrong behavior um, from whoever said we see who giving these death threats. That was wrong. And as a Skip Bayless as well with his comments, that was wrong too. We're talking about somebody's life here, people. And you know, it's hard to concentrate on, you know, on the game itself when teenagers could be. Critically, critically injured, possibly dying, and you know, I wouldn't. I don't think I would go out there, go out there, knowing what somebody's life was on the line. The NFL did make I the agree. right decision, no matter I what agree. anybody I else said. I agree. I not go out there either. That was the right. Was the right decision. I know a lot of fans weren't really happy about it, but look, this is this is a matter of life and death. As Howard Cosell said once uh, in the in the game where the night John Lennon uh, was shot in New York, he said. Everything seems to roll around. This is just a football game, and that's exactly what this was. It was like reminiscent of that. This was just a game, people. You know, <laughs> yes, the NFL should not be receiving <laughs> death threats for no, no, infringing no, a game the that you're infringing anyway. Itself, not the league itself, but <laughs> from somebody else. But you don't, you don't yeah. do that. That is a classless act. Yeah, yes, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the league itself that was receiving death threats. It was uh, it right. was T. Higgins, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. T. Higgins Bengals. did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong at all. It was a perfectly legit play. It just came out to be a bad result. And anybody who yeah. thinks that him is completely stupid. Higgins did nothing wrong. I have no wrong. idea. I, goes, I didn't see the play, but any play that comes out with someone being critically injured is the wrong result. <laughs> Well, D- Diane, it was very eerie to see, and yes. uh, I have I have a hard time even right now watching the replay of it because it's it's yeah. it's just very very eerie to see. Like he was ble he got up and it was almost like he was a walking corpse, essentially. Like oh, he was standing up. <laughs> like he was standing up, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> It's like it's like his brain told him to take his brain told him to take two steps forward, and instead all he did was fall right back down to the ground, and, and like backwards, oh, like not good. even like not even protecting himself. Like he fell flat yeah. backwards, like like as if somebody oh, had Lord. shot him dead right in the right in the in the middle of his uh, of his head. Yeah, okay. well, I'm glad he's doing better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it is it is a very miraculous recovery. As a matter of fact, I think it was was it yesterday that he had the breathing tube removed. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very miraculous recovery, and actually, uh, he had quite a quite a bit of donations uh, to his 
originally he had a he had a GoFundMe set up for uh, I think I think it had something to do with uh, getting uh, presents for uh, for kids in the neighborhood or something. Yeah. Uh, it had yeah. started with two thousand. It had started with about two thousand five hundred dollars. As of right now, it is at eight point three million dollars. Million. Ever since. Yeah. We're ta- I read that Tom Brady and uh, Leonard. Warchak or however you pronounce we're going to auction their jer- their jerseys and then what they got to the auction to the GoFundMe page. Yes, he did. Yes. Okay. And uh, there's a, there's, it's a, a, not just doing the those auctions, but uh, here's a list of specific people who have donated to his GoFundMe uh, since this since this happened, Jim Irsay and the Indianapolis Colts donated twenty five thousand and three dollars. Uh, the three, of course, representing the number uh, that Demar Hamlin wears for the for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, uh, you also yeah, he wear he wears number three on uh, on defense. Yes, for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other some some other notable uh, names on this list: Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots. They donated eighteen thousand and three dollars. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers donated fifteen thousand. Matthew Stafford donated twelve thousand. Uh, Who is Matthew Stafford? Browns. He's the, he's now the Super Bowl quarterback. Win. Yeah, he's the he's okay. the uh, Super Bowl the Super Bowl winning quarterback for the L.A. Rams. Okay. Well, this year, forget it. So he, well, yeah, obviously not this year. This year, the you know the Rams are nowhere close to hangover uh, to be to uh, being. Uh, as a matter of fact, we'll get we'll get to that uh, we'll get to that later. But they may be on the lookout for a new head coach too coming soon. Yes. Uh, the Cleveland Browns they also donated ten thousand and three dollars. Uh, the Houston Texans the same. Sean McVay, he donated ten thousand. Tom Brady, Russell, and Sierra Wilson, uh, they donated ten thousand apiece. Rob Gronkowski donated six thousand nine hundred dollars for uh, anybody who knows this inside joke. Uh, he loves the number sixty-nine. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. A big reason, a big reason why he donated that. Uh, there's, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of different donations mm-hmm. out, uh, out on here. Luke Bryan, uh, country singer Luke Bryan, donated five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Wow. Uh, a whole bunch of different players from around the league: Sauce Gardner, uh, Devonte Adams. There, mm. There's just a long, a long, long list. Even, uh, even professional wrestler Chris Jericho, he donated a thousand dollars total. Uh, he had two two donations of five thousand dollars a piece uh, for his, uh, for, you know, for 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 each of his donations, and one of them was actually because he spelled his name wrong, so he decided to donate another five thousand, uh, spelling his name right. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, ultimately though, it, it just it just really shows how. Such a such an incident that happened, and ultimately, 
you know, bring the entire sports world. And actually, you know, there were other celebrities who donated as well. Uh, but, you know, it, it just it just shows you how one incident, how one un- unfortunate incident can bring the entire sports world together. And luckily for uh, luckily for everybody, Demar Hamlin is alert. He's responsive. He has uh, no longer uh, has to uh, have help breathing. He is breathing on his own. And actually, as a matter of fact, he FaceTimed a whole bunch of his uh, Buffalo Bills teammates uh, earlier yesterday as well from his hospital uh, his hospital bed. Now I don't know what the time frame is for him to potentially return to Buffalo. I mean, obviously he's probably not going to play at all the rest of this, uh, the rest of this season and into the playoffs. So, but. Well, I hope they have another safety in mind. Yeah, they will. Yeah. I I, I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, the number one thing, obviously, of course, is making sure he's able to be, uh, you know, to be, a hundred percent again, because we, you know, we don't, we don't yeah. know the way, the way that this, the way that this happened. You don't know, it, you know, if he goes through, uh, he has to go through like a whole bunch of different high impact uh, dishes again uh, to even determine oh, if you'll be that. able. You know, if if you'll if you'll even be able to step foot on a football field again. You think we don't know that. Mm. Do you think he'll retire after this? Probably. Mm, no, I mean it. It's hard to say because it, it, it really. I mean, he's 24 years old, but it all depends on whether or not. Because for for all we know, he could be a heart patient now because of the fact yeah. that he, you know, that he's uh had an that he's had a, a scary situation like this take place. Uh, it's unknown as of now if it was the hit that triggered it or if he has an underlying condition that nobody knows about uh they're still actually trying to determine uh from Mm -hmm. the uh, university of cincinnati they're trying to determine Mm -hmm. what it was that Mm -hmm. that triggered it whether it was the hit uh you know that whether it was the tackle on on t higgins that triggered it or if it was something else, but like mm-hmm. I said, like I told could you have been earlier, a condition. it could have been. Raise your okay now. The the thing that yeah, the thing that matters is that he's okay now, and he's that he he's basically uh, moving forward right now with his recovery. Good. The one thing I, I want to the one thing I want to say about Skip Bayless. And you know, Lou, you brought this up. Uh, you brought this up earlier. I did. He tweeted out. Now, for, first off, here's the one thing. I I have no problem with what he tweeted out. What I have a problem with is the timing of the tweet. Yeah, you brought that up earlier. <laughs> the fact that he tweets out. No doubt, the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant, which 
I mean, granted, you know, when you look, when you look at it, yeah, it looks innocent. But I mean, come on. Yeah. You know why do you tweet that right as it happens? You know, like immediately after it happened. I mean, yeah, you know, wait a day or two. Oh my take. Yeah, wait a day or two after it happens, and then tweet it. Right. And yeah, he. He just got so much hate, and uh, it was it was so bad actually that his undisputed co-host uh, Shannon Sharp refused to go to work. I'm not Are these people uh, good reporters? Shannon Sharp is, but Bayless is not. Okay. Yeah, but then yeah, again, that's Shannon the one Sharp. that's against that person's opinion. Yeah, Shannon Sharp is one right. of his. Uh, okay. He, He's a, he's of course a a Super Bowl winning tight end. Uh, previously for with the uh, what was it, Lou? The Broncos, I think. Yes, it was. Who Shane Sharp? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with the uh, with the Denver Broncos and Broncos. actually he was on, he was on the team when uh, when John Elway uh, was their quarterback. And yep. obviously, if you've been in the NFL before and you've, and you've played out there. I mean, f- first off, everybody, uh, well, now everybody knows that football is a dangerous sport, but I think, I think well, this yes. incident is what really, picked, um, uh, you know, jump-started that reaction. Hello? Well, Hasn't football always been a dangerous sport? Yes. And people are just realizing that now? Well, it's, it was the severity of the hit die, I think, that's uh, you know, making that. It's the, you know, the, po- the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the point. You know, the point. The point is now is that Shannon Sharp. You know, Shannon Sharp. He had a he he, he had a reason in particular to because you know you could he if you've played the sport of football uh, in the NFL. And a player goes down. You look at one, you look at that guy as one of your brothers, because you guys yeah, all course. play. You all you guys all have played the same sport. So, for Shannon to to see what Skip Bayless type, uh, you know, tweeted out like he did, it just. I honestly, I don't blame Shannon for not showing up. I bl- I don't blame him for for refusing to show up because of. Now I know Skip Bayless meant well with what he tweeted, but it was the wrong oh, yeah. time for him. It was the wrong time for him to open his mouth, because the first yeah. thing I thought of was, oh, Skip now has his number one topic that he can talk about uh, all week long on uh, on Undisputed. Now he must be, you know, he must be all giddy in his pants about this whole thing. You know, uh, it's it's definitely a horrible incident that took place and the thing that gets me is originally they gave each team five minutes to get ready to according to to, uh, Buck and Aikman each team was given was going to be given five minutes to warm up and they would resume the game and immediately after they said that on the air they showed uh, Bengals coach Zach Taylor heading over 
uh, to the Buffalo sideline to speak with uh, with Sean McDermott, and McDermott said uh, to him, and "This this is coming straight from what he said during uh, one of the interviews this week. He said." I shouldn't be here coaching. I should be. I should be headed to the hospital right now, to be with exactly. uh, to be with Hamlin. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, it's how can you think of playing a moment like that? Exactly. So the first thing that got into my head is it, it, it really pissed me off to begin with that Goodell was taking so much time to even postpone the rest of the game. And my understanding of it is as soon as they went back to the locker room, the, uh, Zach Taylor told his players, you know, hit the showers, we're done. We're not, we're not going back out there. And players were already leaving the stadium while fans were still in the, while fans were still in their seats. And the game had not been called yet. And it just, to me, it really pisses me off because of the fact that I guarantee you Goodell was probably, even, even though Troy, Troy Vincent has claimed that the, that the claim made by uh, Buck and Aikman was categorically false, I know he's just trying to cover for the, for the commissioner because, I mean, why would – why would uh, an announced team like Buck and Aikman make something up to put it out there on uh, to put it out there on TV? That why would they make up that oh this game yeah. they've been told that that the game is going to restart after five minutes of warmups? You know why yeah, why would they lie about something like that? They wouldn't. So, no, exactly. They wouldn't. No, exactly. They wouldn't. And ESPN, ESPN actually responded to uh, media requests about this, and they specifically said that they were that they delivered information on the air as they received it. So, if they were told that you know five that teams we're gonna we're gonna get five minutes to warm up. That's what the NFL told them. Yeah. And first off, just to, just to even have the audacity to even resume the game. Uh, no. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, that that former Pittsburgh player. Who was that Pittsburgh player that almost got paralyzed? Ryan Clark. Yes. He was on the. Uh, no. He was on that radio show. Hmm. Hang on, do we, was, do we have a uh, – uh, Ryan Clark had a severe injury, but it was uh, – what was the guy's name? Shazier or something like that. Yeah. Shazier. That's who it was. Not Clark. It was Shazier. Shazier. Yeah. Uh, what's, that, what's that announcer? Uh, I, forget, I forget the, the, radio, uh, the radio guy he was with. Um, that nor- normally he go normally he's on the air after uh, after Monday Night Football, Jim. Uh, Scott Van Pelt. 
Yeah, Scott so, so, yeah ESPN. The Late Show. Yeah. yeah. Th- that uh, right there, listening to Ryan, Sha- to, to Ryan Shazier talk like he did, and he basically said, you will not find one player on that field that would be willing to continue on that game. Yeah. So, for the NFL, like they, he said, there's no way they would be in the right mindset to continue on. As a matter of fact, he talked about when he got when he got paralyzed on the field, and uh, most of his Pittsburgh teammates uh, struggled to even continue on in that game. So, I mean, for the NFL. Jim, I, I, I want to know. I want to know your thoughts about uh, how the NFL handled this because <clears throat> I, I remember when we were talking, uh, when we were talking as it happened, and the fact that Goodell waited so long to even make to even make a, a decision. Well, as 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 cruel. And harsh as this is going to sound, it is the truth. Hmm. Roger always puts money first. Yes. And uh, to him, it it was a very critical game, which is true. Um, it was a Monday night, big ratings night, and. Uh, you worried about all of those money issues, but if there was, with, with all the other things that Roger has had come up about him in the past and how people just cannot stand the guy, if there yeah. was ever a time for a man to stand up and be a man and say, I don't give a crap about ESPN, ratings, commercials. I'm worried about the player, and I'm worried about the teams and coaches. This is over. Make a stand. Don't sit there and waffle here and there. And and I have no doubt. I have no doubt that Joe Buck was told five minutes. He, what did he do? Just pull that out of his hat and make it up? No. They, he was told that. So, Roger was just waffling around, hoping they could still finish the game, and he wasn't even considering the people involved. If you've heard all the details about what all they had to do to this man, right there on the field, yeah. and the players saw it putting a tube down him, I mean, trying to bring him back yeah. to life. Nine minutes they were there doing all of these things, and these players seeing it, and you see them crying, and you're thinking, okay, five minutes and let's play? Come on. Really? You can't do that. Yeah, it's 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 just flat out ridiculous. And by the and by the way, it was Ryan Clark that was on with uh, Scott Van Pelt, not uh, Ryan Shazier. So uh, yeah, I it was a, Ryan, I got, I got Ryan Clark. Up. Ryan Clark was on the uh, Ryan Clark was on after afterwards with uh, Scott, 
and yeah. Ryan had a a very serious injury at one point in his career, and they wouldn't let him come back because he was he was so injured. But Shazier is the one that actually got paralyzed from a from a hit on the field. Right. I I knew I knew it was a I knew it was a Ryan, but I wasn't sure if it was Clark or if it was Shazier. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, now that you know, that makes a lot more sense because Shazier really rings a really rings a bell a lot more uh, when it comes to the to the paraly- the paralyzing injury. Uh, but you know, Jim, it's it's amazing though how much money people have uh, people have gathered in order to donate to uh, to Demar Hamlin. With yeah. I mean, I'm still going down the list of names here. You know, you got, I mean, hell, Jeannie Buss from the from the Lakers. You have Andy yeah. Dalton, uh, uh-huh. Rich Eisen, Bill O'Brien. You know, the list just goes on and on of uh, of names. Ryan Leaf, Shannon Sharp himself Ugh. donated. Josh McDaniels. Uh, yeah. You know the list. The list yeah. just goes on. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why um, when your kids are small, you yeah. uh, if, if if there's an opportunity they want to get involved in sports, you get behind it because it, it teaches so much, and when something like this happens. The sports community, they come together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what ha- uh, what happens because, I mean, this you know th- this uh, got huge. Uh, you know, it got huge uh, media attention. Well, yeah. I mean, you had a NFL player basically die on the field, and they brought him back twice. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely. Uh, Chris is trying to uh, is trying to see when he can call in. So, um, yeah. let's see. Yeah, there we go. I just sent him a message because uh, Chris, uh, your son Jim is uh, is wondering uh, when he can, uh, you know, when he can call in till. So I just uh, I just let him know about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's uh, and it's and it's pretty much a miracle. Yeah. That uh, he's recovering like he is. I mean, he's FaceTiming his teammates. He's sending out tweets and Instagram posts. And just, what, under a week ago, he almost lost his life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just amazing uh, the way that he was able to... You know the the way the way that uh, they basically said the most damage that he suffered was a bit of lung damage. 
which yeah. from what it sounded like, it sounded like which his lungs enough. were already recovering. Yeah. Yeah, no no uh no brain damage. Uh wow. no nerve damage. I mean it's it's a miracle, honestly. Yeah. Yes. And uh one one other player that this happened to uh previously, uh Chris Pronger, who is a legend oh, yeah. in the NHL. Uh, he suffered what they call commotio cordis, which is uh, what uh, what uh, they believe um, happened to to uh, Demar Hamlin, where basically your heart thinks it beat, so it ends up skipping a beat, and sometimes the heart restarts and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, he ended up getting hit with a slap shot right in the heart. When he was when he was playing on the ice during a playoff game, and he ended up suffering that, and he ended up having to be uh, resuscitated and uh, stretch being stretchered off the ice mm-hmm. all the way back in 1998. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have have considered the fact that that this is uh, probably close to the same thing uh, with Demar <clears throat> Hamlin. That happened to uh, yeah. to Pronger all the way back then, and yeah. uh, a lot by of the pe- way, Jim, a lot of people, a lot a lot of people, a lot of people don't know, um, but back in 1971, there was a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions named Chuck Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, came in the game replacing some somebody that was injured, caught a 32 yard 32 yard pass. His first catch of the entire season um, got tackled. A few plays later, with about a minute left in the game, he fell face down to the ground, um, clutching his chest, and had suffered a heart attack. And he died right there on the field. Uh, oh, wow. Yes, so, so it has this, happened this, before. Damn. The, yeah, this was not the first time it had ever happened. Um, they, uh, of course, back then, I doubt they had the protocol and the, uh, emergency care that the NFL has now and kudos, kudos to them because, um, without that care, this, this player would have lost his life, but they had very, very excellent protocol they practice it. They said in spring training, every team, every stadium, um, and they have medical um, professionals there. So, uh, but uh, this uh, this guy that that did pass away, um, his wife is still alive, and uh, she said it really, really and her seeing what happened um, last Monday night. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Jim, you've never never met Diane, have you? I don't think so. Okay. uh, All right. Let me do the introduction then. Jim, really, this is uh, (laughs) Diane Testa, and she also happens to be my girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, hey, Diane. 
Hi, Jim. Is our, is I also is have the Collins and Lou show. <laughs> if you oh, have okay. to call in, you can hear me there, too. Yeah, okay. Jim is All our right. producer for this show. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, and, and we do also have mm-hmm. uh, we do also have uh, the man himself, uh, Chris Early, is uh, has joined us on the line as well. Did he do your show too? Chris, how's it going? What's up, Steve? Uh, it's going good. Going good, man. We hey, got uh, we got your da- we got your dad on the line. We have Lou and we have uh, we have Diane with us as well. Uh, hey, Steve. We've been talking about. Yeah, what's up? Can my dad hear me too? Yeah. Yep. I hear hey, you. just want to let you know they're doing X-rays on it right now. Okay. All right. How are y'all tonight going? All right. Oh, it's going good. It's going. It's going good. You know, the first the first podcast of the new year. Uh, we've been off for the last two weeks for the for the uh, holiday break, um, and we've been discussing actually uh, the Demar Hamlin uh, situation that ended up unfolding this uh, this past Monday night. Uh, let's get let's get your thoughts, Chris, on the DeMar Hamlin situation with how, uh, with how he fell and everything. Did you end up seeing the play, uh, as it happened? Yes. I was actually watching the game when it happened. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, I was watching the game as well, but that one second that I turned my head, uh, and then all of a sudden I hear, uh, I hear, you know, Buck and Aikman, uh, talking about somebody on the ground, and I turn, I turn my head back. Next thing I, next thing I see, uh, they're mm-hmm. all of a sudden cutting the camera away as they're having to, uh, as they're having to perform CPR on him. When I, I mean, first Gary. saw it, when I first yeah. saw it, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw it, you know, there's a lot of times in football games where players do what NBA players do. They take a flop because they won't. They want uh, the referees to stop. Them. Yes. The way he the way he fell down, I thought, you know, he's trying to get a timeout or something because it just right. I mean, the hit. I mean, it was a, it was you know it was a pretty good hit, but nothing you would consider that would result in what no. it did. No, no. So I, I it because I've seen so many football players go down like that just intentionally trying to get the rest call time out. Yeah, yeah well, that wasn't the case this time. Mm-hmm. I've seen that many times, Jim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just ultimately a very, very scary situation. Uh, that ended up uh, that ended up unfolding, and uh, we do have. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, Chris can rejoin us here. Uh, we do have uh, we do have Alex uh, joining the line now. Uh, how's it going, Alex? Hey, Steve. Happy New Year, and, and Lou. I'm so sorry. I had to work earlier. I heard you had a great show. I did. Thanks. Yeah, we have we do have Jim. Uh, we have Jim, and we have Diane also on the line as well. Alex. Oh, great. 
And Steve, I have one of my best friends, Parker's here too. We're listening. We're watching the uh, Jacksonville game too right now. I mean, regarding the hit before, there was no uh, rhyme or reason. It wasn't. It was every every hit in the NFL is punishing and potentially lethal. But personally, I didn't see anything that was like egregious. It was more like uh, his body just gave out, you know, which is very scary. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would happen. Happy. He's a he's a young, uh, hardworking guy. You know, there were no well, warning signs. The one the one thing I thought of Alex was maybe maybe he had an underlying condition or something that just hadn't been diagnosed yes. yet. Yeah, could be. I mean, and, and these guys are are representing a a lot of fans, and, and they get a lot of money for that reason. And there's they have the best doctors in the world. You would hope that uh, they would have already detected that before they take the field. Yeah. Um, My sister thinks it it was due to COVID COVID shot. No, I I don't. No, I don't think it would be cold. It's not cold. I I I know I know that I know the oh, every, every accident uh, the conspiracy. She blames it on COVID. She's using conspiracy theories. Yeah, the conspiracy the conspiracy theorists immediately jumped on that right as soon as uh oh he well he yes. received the COVID shot not too long What's ago. So well, you know what? If 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 uh, if receiving the COVID <laughs> shot causes stuff like that. With some of the some of the hits and shots these guys take, he wouldn't have been the first. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was never well, about that. It's just uh, you know, some people want to make that commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think because, yeah, if you if you if, if you if you watch the play back, I mean, it it was you know it was a pretty good hit, but it wasn't something that you would think. Oh my God, boy, is that bad. Yeah. No, no. I think there was, was a, a weird timing hit. when he got hit. It, it, it started to I, I read something medically about it that he literally, like, his heart was in a wrong place, like his shoulders. I, I can't, I can't say it back accurately or sound normal. I mean, it's a freak accident, and then he had a heart attack as a result. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they said that uh, what might have what might have happened is the condi- the condition of uh, they call it a commotio cordis, right here. Which basically what happens is your heart suddenly stops beating, or also known as cardiac arrest. But it usually yeah. happens when there's a serious blow or injury to the te- to the chest that causes abnormal electrical activity in the heart. Now that might have been what happened because uh, the helmet of T Higgins came in contact with his chest. So yeah. that might've been and like inadvertently came in contact. Like it wasn't, you know, sure. it wasn't like Higgins, you know, lowered his head to go directly right no. into his chest. Uh, yeah, of course of but, but even, but even if he did, that's not illegal. I mean, no, you can no, put your you can put your helmet into the chest, the body. You just can't go head to head. It was all it was all a fair play. There's no one to blame. Yeah, no one to yeah. blame. I mean, it's nothing nothing to do with with Higgins. He didn't do anything wrong. Not but I all. can't believe that he received. I can't believe he received death threats though from fans because of this. Stupid. So those are that the idiots. Received, There's always those stalkers and crazy people out yeah. there. 
that'll sensationalize and blend people. Exactly. Well, because they're miserable yeah. well, with their life. Any, any, anybody that did that to him has has never seen film of Jack Tatum back when he played and took people's heads off. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Steelers or Raiders? Raiders, yeah. Raiders, Raiders. Oh, he yeah. was maliciously. If you came, he would if you came yeah. across the middle when Jack Tatum played, he was going to clothesline your ass. Uh, yeah. There, that sounds like the the, uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs were dirty hockey team. They used to get off on injuring uh, the opposing players. Well, yeah, they I mean that's the that's that was the Raiders. That's how the Raiders were back then. I mean they were. They they were the bad were boys cool. of the NFL. Yeah. You know, it was it was Tatum, it was uh Matuzak, it was Ted Hendricks, Alzado. These guys tried wow. to hurt you. Yeah, my dad told me you about know. them. They they would literally every Sunday they would okay. try to the they would try to murder people. The Broncos? Wow, the they Broncos. were the Raiders. Really? Well he, he was a Broncos. The thirtieth team. Was Alzado Bronco originally? Yeah, yeah originally, yeah. Yeah, Alzado played for the Broncos and the yeah. Raiders, and mm-hmm. uh, and there was a guy on the the Broncos, a safety that was the same way, named Steve Atwater, and I know a lot about him because he played college yeah. ball in Arkansas. But oh, he yeah. would absolutely rip your head off your shoulders. Well, right, I mean, didn't he just was, make the uh, Didn't he just make the Hall of Fame too recently? Yeah, yeah, Atwater, number yeah, twenty-seven, number yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, my my favorite athlete of all time was uh, safety for the Eagles. Uh, he would hit people pretty maliciously. So I mean, yeah, you don't want to be dirty. Oh, but they they have. I mean, go back go back and look at go back and look at the NFL. Go back and look at the NFL films vault and look at old old time stuff. Dick Dick Butkus and uh, oh, what was the guy on Stiglers? Jack Lambert. Go look at those guys. They would absolutely try to hurt you. I'll do that. Yeah. Most of the time, they mean, And that's a, that's, I'm not telling anyone, anyone doesn't already know. It's a gladiator sport. It's, a lot of fans love those vicious hits. This was not the case. It was a regular no. play, which exactly. makes it all the more scary. Exactly. Which yeah, makes so it all any, the more scary. Any criticism that Higgins got is. Very, no, very not. unjust. There isn't. Yeah, and he actually, he he actually spent a lot of time as well talking to uh, the mother of uh, Demar Hamlin uh, throughout yeah. the whole entire uh, the whole entire situation. And you know, yeah. you know, ultimately, ultimately though, I yeah. think the NFL made the right move to to cancel it, even though it would have an effect on. Uh, on the seating, like for example, now uh, Kansas City, uh, with their win today, has now clinched uh, home field advantage, which the Bills are now screwed out of, and the uh, the Bengals. Well, the Bengals oh, didn't have a chance. Uh, the Bills were screwed out of home field advantage now because of uh, the NFL canceling the game. But I think it was the right move ultimately because of the fact that. I guarantee you know you have these two teams meet each other uh, a couple of weeks after the fact, 
I don't even think they're going to be in that right mindset because when they play each other, the first thing they're going to think of is that hit. Yeah. And that incident taking place. Well, well, athletes, they may, they may have that in the back of their head, but I would tend to think that if those two teams met, the athletes, what they would have in their head is trying to win the game and play their best to honor him. Right. But, uh, however, though, the Bills, they do still have the potential option uh, if they beat the Patriots tomorrow, which, I mean, honestly, let's be real, it's probably going to happen. Uh, I'm not yeah. even, you know, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, and I'm, I'm, I'm not that delusional thinking that uh, – New England is gonna end up uh, is gonna end up upsetting Buffalo. There's just no way whatsoever that it's gonna happen. Uh, my understanding is is if Buffalo wins, then they then the uh, if they meet up with I forget if it, if it's with Kansas City or Cincinnati or maybe either one uh, that the game will take place on uh, on even ground at a neutral site. I think yes. it was. Uh let me see. I actually I have the I have the uh image up here right now. So basically they gave three different scenarios. Uh the first scenario would be Buffalo and Kansas City both win or both tie. So that would mean that a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would then be at a neutral site. Uh, scenario two, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lost, which that obviously isn't going to happen, uh, and Baltimore wins or ties, then a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Uh, scenario three would be both Buffalo and Kansas City lose and Cincinnati wins, then a Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. So, obviously, scenario one is more likely to happen. So, uh, if Buffalo and Cincinnati, I know, it's very confusing. But uh, since when has the NFL uh, done anything simple? Not in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's what's weird about it. The second part of this is if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice. But it will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game schedule than Baltimore for a 17-game schedule. So if Baltimore, Cincinnati, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, the site for that game would be determined by a freaking coin toss. I don't think you have to worry about that because I don't think Baltimore is going to beat Cincinnati. Baltimore has no. a, it, yeah. a snowball, snowball chance in hell. They're not winning that game. Cincinnati yeah, come I, think, I think Lamar – it's especially, especially, in the, especially in the state of mind Cincinnati is right now. They think Hell the yeah. NFL screwed yeah. them. They're going to they gonna come out trying to kick ass. Oh, they're going to smack yeah. them in yeah. the house. 
plus you have you don't have Lamar Jackson. I never bought into him that much, but either way, like he said, you have Cincinnati coming off a huge emotional, you know, roller coaster. Now they're a little bit pissed off. They're gonna truck yep. them. That's gonna yep. be a, a. I would say maybe like a like a a KC result today. I mean, I'm not. That's not gonna be a a, a field goal difference. They're gonna truck them. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it'll be an easy win. That's gonna. They're gonna roll. They're gonna roll on them. Yep. By, and by the way, Jim, uh, one of your uh, one of your Razorbacks is in critical condition. Uh, Peyton Hillis, oh, uh, former former Cleveland Browns player. Uh, he ended up saving his uh, his children from a uh, swimming accident. Yeah, yep. they were down in they were down in they were down in Florida uh, on the beach, and uh, uh, he. Uh, Save actually saved both children um, from drowning, and uh, in the process, put himself in uh, in danger. He's uh, he's still he's in critical critical condition, but he's still alive. Both kids are are perfectly fine. He saved them. Um, he was a running back at Arkansas back when Arkansas also had at running back Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. Oh, yeah. It's like you got those three guys at running back. How did you ever lose a damn game? But anyway, uh, and then, of course, D-Mac, you know, D-Mac went to the NFL. Felix went to the NFL. And Peyton went to the NFL. Um, He was with Denver and Cleveland. He was actually on the, uh, the Madden cover one one year, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he was on the Madden cover one year. So, oh, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, he had, uh, yeah, he had about he, fifteen touchdowns. He had fifteen touchdowns that one year, and he was yeah. primarily a blocker. He was a spiritual. Yeah, he, he was. He was at Arkansas. He, he, he was. He, he was wasn't, the fullback. He wasn't a stats guy. Yeah, he was the fullback for D Mac and Felix. But wow. of course, you know you're going to get some carries because. You're going to throw the defense off by giving it to the fullback, and they don't know that's coming. And then he ends up having a really good pro career because he was a good blocker, and he could run the ball. Um, yeah. And he and he had good hands out of the backfield. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's hanging in there. He's 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 uh, he's still with us. And and the main thing he saved both both kids. Um, they had a helicopter um, land on the. Uh, the highway right there by the beach, and wow, got him good, out of there good. pretty quickly. So uh, hopefully, hopefully it's going to work out for him. I didn't mean to steal your uh, thunder there. You, you had a great, you know, conversation about that because you, you're the Arkansas guy. I just, I, I fondly <laughs> yeah. remember him. He, no, he made an impression on me. He was, he was the guy who was a fullback, and he was scoring touchdowns in the NFL. I right. mean, he was a, he was a selfless individual. He would yeah. put his body and his mind and his brain in the way of huge blocks to spring guys like McFadden and Felix Jones into glory. Yeah. And yeah. then when he got to the NFL, everyone respected him, and then he blew up for a couple of years, then he kind of fell back down to earth. I mean, what a legend. What a, what a great yeah. career. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he did. He's kind of one of those guys you think about that uh, – that uh, really, really got 
got the most out of what he had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about being in college with Darren McFadden and Felix Jones, but you end up on the cover of Madden and they don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, he was a tough guy. He was like a like a bowling ball back there in that backfield, man. I mean, all those holes that uh, all those holes D Mac and Felix had to run through. A lot of them got opened up because of Peyton. So we do have, uh, you know, we do we do have uh, playoff clinching scenarios heading into this week. Obviously, of course, you know it's the final week of the season. Uh, here's the one thing that gets me here. First off, for the NFC, is the fact that Green Bay, Seattle, and Detroit are all tied at eight and eight. But yet Seattle has the number seven seed. Now they say that all yeah. Green Bay needs is a win, and they're in. If that's the case, why is Green Bay not at the top at number seven instead right. of Seattle? Because it's this is coming straight from the NFL that the uh, Green Bay all they need is a win, and they're in. It doesn't matter if Seattle wins or loses. Green Bay gets in with a win specifically. Seattle, well, I guess I guess a win currently, and a Green Bay loss. I guess currently, yeah. Steve, they don't have that win yet, so Seattle is still yeah. a little above them. But if they get that win, then they jump them. You said the manager. Well, I don't know. Jim. I just, you know, I I just find it weird because. Even with even with a win, like if both teams win, because both teams are eight and eight right now, and they are tied for that seventh seed, with Seattle uh, being the team right now that holds it. So what I don't get is, okay, they're currently tied with the same record, and yet if both teams win, Green Bay makes it and Seattle doesn't, even though Seattle right now holds the number seven seed. Unless, unless, uh, well, actually, it probably go, it probably goes down to head to head then, right? Yeah, you have to look at what what exactly the tiebreakers are. Because, you know, the the thing the thing that gets me is okay. Well, then, why is if all Green Bay needs is a win, why aren't they in that seventh seed right now instead of Seattle? But let me see what the tiebreaker is. So, but it, but that goes back to currently, currently, how it's seeded. Yeah. And you're looking at spec speculatory. What if? Um, and maybe we need to bring Steve Karnacki into this. <laughs> yeah, with his uh-huh. with his little uh, his little uh, board. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I I think I think Green Bay's going to win. I think they're going to get in. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, tough come game. on, it's it's game, they're, yeah. facing, they're facing the Lions. They're facing the Lions who are tough. But I mean, come on, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. You have Aaron Rodgers against Jared Goff. I mean, come on. 
Yeah. Well, Goff's had a good season now. Goff's had a good season. Um, And Detroit's been tough. But uh, I've seen a lot of talk around the Internet last couple of days where it looks like Every everything that could happen, um, game wise, schedule wise, weather wise, wow. everything has gone Green Bay's way to get them yeah. in. Yeah. I mean right. the stars, the stars are aligning. They they shut they shut up the uh, their own lights. I mean they almost packed it in right about two months ago, and now yeah. all the lights are shining on them. Everything's setting up for them. Detroit, I feel sorry for them because I think, quite frankly, they they deserve a shot too. There's no way yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be playing again after tomorrow. I'm sorry. No, they're going to win. It's called. It's, yeah, it's I think. In the sky. I, I, it's in the I think the I think the funny thing I is after done. this whole season. The funny thing is after this whole season of everyone talking about Rodgers is done, Brady is done, they both going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, Brady can always just say, yeah, hey, look at this. Look at this. Yeah, Brady's only in the playoffs in spite of Todd Bowles. Because definitely uh, Todd Bowles ain't done shit to uh, to help that team make it into the playoffs. <laughs> no. uh, Not exactly a guru. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, you know, I think Brady's contract is up after this year. Um, if I'm Brady – I'm hustling it out of Tampa Bay as quickly as possible. <laughs> I don't care if I'm going to Vegas. I don't care if I'm going to San Francisco. Uh, I'm, 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 head, if, if I'm, Brady, I'm Brady. If I'm Brady, I'm headed to San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Either way, like I am Twitter in San Francisco. I, I got an Uber uh, cigarette boat waiting for me. I'm getting out of town immediately. Yep. I mean, that's, I right. mean, that's, that's where his family's from and everything. And, he grew up being a, a, a Niners fan and and idolizing Joe Montana. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I honestly didn't think of them as much as I thought of a return to Steve's uh, favorite boys. I mean, I thought he might go back to New England. I nah, still would. I wish. I they ain't, they ain't, he ain't going back to New England. They ain't got no weapons. I mean, no. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, so I mean, the, uh, San Francisco, San Francisco, Garoppolo will be gone. Trey Lance McCaffrey. can still learn another year or two. Brady slides yeah. right in under Kyle Shanahan with all those weapons and that defense. Good gracious! But yeah, Jim Mason, he's got all he's Jim got all the, the kitchen sink is full with with that mm-hmm. with that lineup. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he really wants to win a ring again and not be in a soap opera going back to New England, if he wants a ring, he's going to San Francisco. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Jim, they do. Exactly. They, they do. Have, they do have weapons. The problem is they have a brain dead person uh, arranging those weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they're not doing themselves any favors because I mean, at least San Francisco. Well, I mean, compare Steve. Compare the weapons. Compare oh, the know. Niners I and, mean, the, and the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. Steve. I would rather. I would rather have the Niners' offense than the Patriots' offense. Yes, but. Uh, I mean, I mean the Niners. Know, the Niners are loaded. They're stacked. Hell, they'll they probably loaded, win yeah. it. Th- they'll probably win it this year. <laughs> I'm not a Niners fan. That team's loaded. And Steve, again, I mean, we go back and forth. I love you as a sports guy and as a person overall. But, I mean, come on. The Patriots do not really have no. I know weapons. They don't right. have. I weapons. know. 
they have they have role players on on the Jaguars. They don't have weapons. Uh, I don't know about that. I think the sport. I think the Jaguars is a little. Well, I, mean, uh, I think the Jaguars is a little too. Uh, no, a little I didn't mean to say that. Far to, uh, no, I meant to say I, what I what I probably would have said better if you gave me back ten seconds. I meant to say honestly, I meant to say they would have like a like a Zay Jones or a Christian Kirk. Uh, the the guys yeah. on the Jaguars, they right now, which is weird because yeah. the Patriots always have great players. I'm not. I would never disparager and insult the Patriots. I'm just saying they don't have the weapons. They don't have those guys that are making plays right now on other teams that are making the playoffs. They just Dave. don't. I, I love the running back. Dave. I love Stevenson. I love Stevenson. Yeah. That's it. I don't yeah, love he's the good. He, he's really good. But, Steve, you go, you go to the grocery store, you go to the yeah. soft drink aisle, and you see Coca-Cola. That's the Niners. You see... <laughs> Diet save a lot. <laughs> That's the Patriots. Just a weapon. Well, just a obviously, weapon. yeah. Obviously. And Steve, that could change. That could change it with a draft and free agency. I'm not. I'm not saying they're dead. The, the Patriots are very. No, it, 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 no, listen, it won't listen, change. I'm a, with I'm a Patriot. I'm a Patriots fan. It ain't gonna change with with the uh, free agency because they're not gonna spend no damn money. Now they may get lucky and hit on a draft pick. They may get lucky and hit on a draft pick, but after they've been there two or three years before the contract, it's the same. It's same with the Red Sox. They're gonna get rid of them. They are not gonna pay people in Boston. But the Patriots signed the the Patriots signed Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, they 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 Hunter Henry. Um, the Titans well, now Hunter Henry's a good signing. That's a good signing. He's good. He can't yeah, stay every other Sunday. He's injured. He can't. I love the guy. He can't stay healthy. I mean, that's he has what, two it's, touchdowns, three touchdowns this year. It's, it's not. It's not a productive well, that, that has, He's just not. Actually, 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 you say you say that he can't stay healthy, but the problem is, is that. Matt Patricia has used him as primarily a blocking tight end the entire season well, yeah, instead I mean, of instead of saying, "Oh, wait a minute." We have a tight end here who was Mac's favorite target last year. Hmm. Yeah. Should we use him? And look what he look what he did with the Chargers. Field? Look what he did with yeah. the Chargers. Look, he, and 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 let's not forget, Hunter Henry was a rare first round pick out of Arkansas, where he was like a three time All American. He was an incredible tight end coming out. He was more celebrated yeah, than Gronkowski coming out. Him and. He's been missing. Yeah, him, him, and him, and two brothers, all three have played at Arkansas. Arkansas, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean, atrocious. You have Patricia. This guy's like a defensive coordinator cast off, and then Bill's <laughs> like, oh, you know what? He's like, I'm, I'm busy. I'm just, I'm, I'm half whatever, half baked, or I'm re- half retired. But yeah, you can call the plays. I mean, are you kidding me? What is that guy doing <laughs> calling plays? He shouldn't exactly. be calling plays in a high school game. Exactly. He's calling plays for the the proud Patriots. I mean that. And 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 I don't I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was a player that was opposing them or a coach that was opposing them, but they called it perfectly. They said, you know, when asked about uh, playing the Patriots and the offense, they said, "Well, they've got a they've got an offensive coordinator who." Calls plays like he's still a defensive coordinator trying to stop the run. Uh, can you imagine that? Yeah, it was. It was the. Uh, it was the Steve Arizona. 
I was just going to say, Steve, I didn't mean to cut into you because I know you're a huge Patriots guy. I just I had to throw my uh, hat in the fire there. Yeah, I but think it I would mean, be Arizona I mean, that's the Cardinals. Truth. He calls he calls the offense as if he's trying to stop an offense. Yeah, it was uh, it was the it was the Arizona. Uh, who was it? Uh, it was Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Wow, yeah. who uh, who yeah. called him out? Which is a younger. And it's well, true. He, he was big time uh, coach on the Broncos. Proud resume. But yeah, he, yeah, he was known. He was known nothing, for uh, nothing, what's it called? You know, that guy, that guy during the uh, that guy during the Mexico game, where he goes, yeah. Vance Joseph is having the time of his life. <laughs> yeah, that that one guy that I pretended mean, to be I mean, a, yeah. an NFL guy. My, I think my 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 quick point would be uh, when Vance Joseph is calling you out, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and Don't another thing, another thing, it's not it's not hard to figure out. I mean, look, no, look at look at Mac Jones as a rookie under Josh McDaniels, and look Much at better. him now as a second year pro under Matt Patricia. Going backwards right. fast, going downhill, treading treading he, upwards. It, they, I mean, they have they have basically killed his career at this point. Absolutely. And it's it's tough and the to problem, bounce back. I mean, oh, you can say, oh, here's a new coach. The guy's still broken. He's still got a little bit the of problem. The problem is, the problem is all those stupid dink and dunk passes instead of throwing it downfield. And even Belichick said, you know, people were asking, Bel- uh, media members were asking <laughs> Belichick, why didn't you guys attempt to hail Mary? And and yeah. he goes, well, Mac doesn't Mac doesn't really have the throwing power for that. Really, Bill? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, haven't seen his. Uh, you uh, haven't uh, seen his footage from Alabama. His fucking. You need to real. tell me he can't throw a hail mary from where he w- from where he was at the time. Yes, yeah, like Bill's not even watching the same game we are. I mean, come on, Mac Jones was an incredible, well, gifted quarterback with well, two world. I mean, uh, I mean, Belichick. Belichick's gonna probably go down as as the He's best done. in history at this point. But, but. In mind, he had Josh McDaniels and he had Tom Brady. Right, and he don't have them no more. And he's a defensive coach in a offensive NFL. There you go. Right. Boom. I mean, there's a reason why the Patriots uh, why the Patriots defense is ranked number nine in the league, and not just that, they also lead all receivers in touchdowns yeah. on the team. And Steve, and Steve, to add to both your points. What do you think with their with their proud legacy and uh, you know we're not playing in Omaha they got some money Bob Kraft's not a uh, not going to the pantry why would they no. not put a great coordinator in charge of the offense what are they they need some uh, donations or it's almost like Bill's rebelling now that Brady left Bill is like indifferent he almost wants to see it sink because either way he has a life vest I mean he has. Almost, I would say $100 million. Bill's not worried. It's almost like he's saying, you know yeah. what, I don't care. Here, Matt, you know what, Patricia, Bill's almost like, almost doing this out of spite. I, that's what I think. I mean, the draft picks, the free agency, has right. been a shit show. Since Brady left, it's like Bill doesn't care. That's what I see. The thing with Bill is the Patriots draft picks have been hit or miss. 
the past couple of years. I mean, there's yeah. been draft picks where he's absolutely been horrific, you know, where he's absolutely whiffed on draft picks. But then there are some picks where you look at it and are like, huh, you know, somebody that you didn't think was actually yeah. going to be something actually ends up being something like uh, like Kyle Duggar. I remember Kyle. I remember looking at him being taken from a whatever it was, Division two school or something. It was like yeah. he came from he you. came from some sort of school. He came from some sort of school that uh, doesn't even play competitive college football. And so I was like, doing? what the? F-? I was like, what the fuck is Bill doing? Like you that have so awesome. much but talent Steve, out Steve, there, Steve. If you look, Steve. If you look back, that was. That was the old school. If you look back, on, if you look back on Belichick's drafts, that was the, the ones that he really hits on, the ones that he really hits on are defensive backs. He right. he can find a defensive back. McCourty. Right. Yeah, Gilmore, McCourty, uh, Hightower. Uh, who was the guy that made the play? Who was the guy that made the play in the Super Bowl against Seattle? Butler. Butler. He had. Russ Wilson made that play. He (laughs) can draft. He can draft DBs. He knows DBs. But that's about it. That seems like a lifetime ago. But that's about it. He just has. I mean, Steve, you can look Jaguars. Jaguars interception. Now uh, my bet. I I don't bet. Like I said, maybe. Either way, Uh, like I said, no. Those drafts are uh, now. They're they're becoming more few and far between. He really. I mean, Steve. You're mm-hmm. a Patriots, really loyal, awesome. You're a very knowledgeable guy overall. Tell us about, I mean, the last three or four drafts, what does he hit on? I'm just looking at some numbers. I mean, he has a lot of receivers. Nikhil Henry, he never, Nikhil Harry, he never even really played anything for uh, they New never, England. One pick. You can't they do never, that. They never hit well, on a wide receiver. Never. They yeah. never do anymore. You know, you know, Jim, Jim can tell you know Jim can tell you too. He's pre- he's pretty well knowledge uh, when it comes oh, to sorry, uh, the New England Patriots as well. Jim, I'm sorry, uh, man. But, I, didn't, I didn't realize you're a big Patriots fan, Jim. I'm sorry. I know you're. A big oh guy. yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big Patriots oh, yeah. fan, but I'm okay, also cool. I'm also very honest. <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't mean to uh, I, would I didn't say, mean to hear everything. I didn't, oh, I didn't mean to hear everything for Steve with the Patriots. I mean, I mean maybe, Steve. Steve, have, Steve, have they hit any of those picks in the last three or four years? I mean, tell me about it. I would, I, I would say maybe the last good receiver that they hit, and this is before he got before he got a career-ending injury, was oh. Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell oh, yeah, back in really, 2016. He had he, really he had uh, he had four touchdowns uh, in his rookie year. And it looked like he was going to develop into something special, and then oh. something happened. He had like a, he had like a late injury at the end of that year, and ultimately he never saw a football field ever again because it was basically they said he couldn't play the he couldn't play football ever again oh. with the oh. injury that he suffered. The other the other thing you have to think about is some of the receivers they have had. Um, and I, I'm not saying they haven't had good ones. I mean, you have to consider where they come from and everything, how they got them. You know, they had yeah. Randy Moss, they had Amendola, sure. they had Welker, sure. they had Edelman. I mean, they right. had oh, guys. Yeah. And then, of oh, course, yeah. at tight end, you had Gronk. They had some legendary receivers. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've had guys, but once those guys left, and and you have to go to the draft to get one. I guarantee if you really, really analyzed it and researched it, they passed uh-huh. over some guys that would have been really good. Because maybe, because maybe, because maybe uh, Bill was looking for a guy like Welker or Edelman. DK you know what I mean? Maybe, or so they passed. They passed on some big name receivers to try to find that that guy yeah. who always catch on third and eight. He could yeah. always get you nine. They, they passed on DK. They passed on DK Metcalf to DK, take Nikhil yep. fucking Harry. That was egregious. <laughs> you can't Harry. do that. It, you can do. You can do that, and in two or three years, you're seeing Here the result. Harry. It catches up to you. Yeah. It's and then I the mean, other thing you have to the other thing you have to consider is after that first wave of those big name guys were kind of gone. Um, yeah. The way they were still being successful was because they still had Tom Brady and he made everybody else better. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. But you take you take a look at this most recent draft. Uh, easily, the two big names I can take out of this draft: Marcus Jones and Jack Jones, do, uh, okay. a cornerback and a defensive back. Uh, those two have probably had the best rookie years this year for the Patriots. What, uh, what rounds were they uh, dropping? Three and five, uh, two and four, one was one. One was the third. One was the fourth. Okay, that's a good draft. I mean, well, I mean, you got to hit on the early ones. I mean, everyone loves a gem. Here, yeah, here's yeah, the, here's the other. Here's the other thing have, about them. And, you have here's to the build, other thing you about have them. To start, and their, you, have, you have to hit, you have to hit on the top picks, or else it catches up to you. Well, it, but here's here's the the other thing I'm fixing to tell you about that. They don't take top picks. They trade and draft down. They don't That's start true. picking until the right. third yeah. or fourth round. They yeah, go, and they I'll tell you right. And I'll tell you, too, the only reason why they took Mac Jones was because Robert Kraft overrode Bill Belichick. Belichick, mm-hmm. wanted, to trade, Belichick wanted to trade up and take Elijah Vera Tucker for, uh, before the Jets took him. The Jets wanted him from uh, Kraft, USC. And Kraft, and Kraft basically told him, you better fucking not do that. If you're going to trade up, you're trading up and taking a quarterback. Yeah. And ultimately, well, they I, I really, and they I really think Jones. it's, I really think it's, I really think it's coming to head. I mean, I know I, everyone thinks, oh, well, that's Belichick; he can do whatever the hell he wants. I think Kraft's kind of tired of it. Oh no question, yeah, I do too. I mean, and actually, I, and actually, uh, it's it kind of leaked out actually from Boston media, uh, and you know, not just Boston media, but former players of Belichick. <laughs> Who work who work in the Boston media uh, now, like uh, Ted Johnson, for example, who was uh, who was part of uh, part of one of the first uh, part of the first Super Bowl uh, uh, dynasty. Ted Johnson was one of the was one wow. of those players. Uh, oh yeah, one of the players Mid- that Bill really respected. Yeah, that Bill really, really middle respected, and he. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he now does occasionally. He's a host on uh, 98.5 The Sports Up, 
And from what he said, he said with oh, uh, yeah, people with knowledge of with knowledge of the situ- people that have knowledge of the situation that he knows of, told him that Kraft is well aware of what's going on and is very yeah. involved. Yeah, and is very well. involved. And let's just put it this way: Belichick may not be on the hot seat uh, coaching wise, but but as be. far as but as far as uh, you know, as as far as uh, gossip wise, Belichick is definitely on the hot seat uh, within the Patriots uh, organization. Well, well, I think I think I think I think, he, I think, yeah, I think he's on I think he's on the hot seat. Um, yeah. I think Kraft's tired of it. I think Kraft is embarrassed. I think when all the talk, I mean. First of all, naming a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator was just fucking stupid. Yeah. And you can't do that. You cannot do that. Yeah, that's and, not, that's and, not for yeah. that's and not then, And then when it then when it don't work out, and the media, ESPN, the fans, everyone's laughing at you because of how stupid it looks. You tell the press. Well, it's too late to make a change. <laughs> That's your answer, Belichick. Mm-hmm. It's too late to make a change. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Fire the guy and get somebody to call plays. You don't. Wait a second. You're, you're not offensive guy. You don't know offense. He don't know offense. Judge don't know offense. Your damn kids that are coaching don't know offense. Hell, at the worst, let your let your quarterback call the plays or a second-string quarterback or Brian Hoyer call your plays. But what yeah, you're doing is not working. It ain't working. Right. And for, for Belichick to take the stance as he don't really care what you think, Fireable. he's going to do this, I think Fireable. Robert Kraft's pretty much at the point where he's like, well, you know what, Bill, I appreciate everything you've done. But you're done. If you want a cushiony, you want a cushiony job in the front office. You got it. And by the way, what is Sean Payton's phone number? Exactly. And I want to, I want to, I want to chime in there. I mean, Bill is taking the job for granted. He has about 19 rings in his cubby somewhere. Multi millions, five houses, hot, hot wife. Bill's checked out. Robert Kraft's looking at him going, this is not satisfactory. You're acting checked out. He's calling him out. Now, you said something about Patricia. Bill said, oh, it's too late for a change. Are you kidding me? Does Patricia <laughs> have the keys to that car? Patricia has written not one play in that offensive playbook. I can guarantee you. Someone else on the staff could take that headset tonight and call a better game. So I can right. call a better game. Bill, Bill Budzik <laughs> talking about yeah, talking like some offensive gurus masterminding. Bill, <laughs> my my uh, mean, next door neighbor can fucking take the headset. It's not I mean, you even you even you even have your franchise. You have your franchise quarterback to look at him at least as a franchise quarterback. You have your you have your young quarterback I do. I do. even. You have your young quarterback yelling flat out. At your yeah. offensive coordinator, he, what at your so offensive coordinator, he's so he's so frustrated. 
he once said the he once said the run doesn't fucking work or something like that. Yeah. Like like literally, yeah. if 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 he was mic'd up, he would have to he would have had to have been censored uh, on air and, 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 if he and, was mic'd and, up. Just, just to build on your point real quick, I mean, look at Mac Jones, look at his resume, look at his life, his family. He's not one to like yell on TV. You know, when he's really emotional, something's going on. Good point. Right. Very yeah. good. You know point. what I mean? You're not yeah. looking at. Uh, I, I mean, I, the kid. I, I love the kid. I, 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 I love me. A, I love me a Randy Moss. He can yell at a quarterback, but like Matt Jones is quiet as a mouse. When he's young, yeah. something's really going on. Right. Right. Oh yeah. And and they're making him look like the villain. Oh come on. Well, he'll go. He'll go to the Raiders. He'll go to the Raiders and win twelve games. Watch. <laughs> or, or, I mean, uh, Matt Jones can ball. He can play. Uh, he can be on my team. I mean, Lou, 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 what's your what's your take, Lou, on on all the dysfunction that's happening right now in New England? And do you it, think Belichick uh, is or, or should be on the hot seat? Well. Mm, yeah, I do. But again, remember, this is not Brady's, you know, Patriots. So we knew that uh, something was going to happen. Um, I think if they don't win this next game, uh, Belichick is going to be in the hot seat. So a lot is going to depend on tomorrow. Uh, if they do win, yeah, I think he might be safe. But uh, if they lose, mm, Belichick may have to be looking for a new job. I don't. I don't think they're going to win in uh, Orchard Park tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. I don't think nah. they are either. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, that's 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 a divisional <laughs> rivalry where Roy Buffalo is taking many, many, many ass whoopings from Brady oh, yeah. and Belichick, and Where? if they get a chance, wow. they are going to bury Belichick tomorrow. And, yeah. and good. And, and they're coming off the most emotional week. Their player in right. front of their fans, in front of their fans, yeah. I could see a, I could see a fifty-two to seven, fucking ass whooping. Part of my Latin. Yeah. And also, wow. here's the thing. Here's the thing that's that sucks ass too about the thing that sucks too about about uh, Belichick and you know catering to his uh, to his children or to his friends. The Patriots are about to lose Jared <laughs> Mayo more than likely in the off oh, yeah. season because yeah, Belichick doesn't. Because Belichick doesn't want to name a defensive coordinator, he has both Mayo and uh, and his son calling defensive plays without naming a true defensive coordinator. What is going he's on? about to lose. He's about to lose Jared Mayo, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Mayo is the one calling most of those plays. Belichick's son is basically yeah. is basically too busy making these stupid little faces on the sideline. Uh, looking with a, like with he just mullet. came off of a yeah. coke binge, with a mullet. Oh yeah, and don't and don't believe he's not doing coke. By the way, I mean, come on, looking at rumors. Yeah, his son is a little uh, right, right. You know, troublemaker. That guy has no business wearing a headset. Patricia has no business. Wearing, I mean, what's going on here? What is going on here? It's got. I mean, Kraft <laughs> has got to be looking down from the suite, going, "Yeah, yeah. this has got to stop." This, I mean, Bill, we love you. I, I miss Tom. This, I mean, I would, I, I would put a foot in his ass if I were fucking Kraft. Yeah. Well, I May, mean, Mayo is expected. Well, I think, I think, I think Kraft, I think Kraft is well aware 
and I think he's tired he's of it. Bill's done. And and Bill's and the done. other thing, the other thing is, he's got his son right there in his ear. That big of a fan of uh, Belichick, so yeah. 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 Oh, we do have uh, we do have a little bit of breaking news here, uh, coming Uh-oh. straight from Ian Rapoport. Uh, the Broncos uh-huh. and Saints have held discussions centered around Sean Payton. And while no deal is oh, in yeah. place, the two sides appear to be on the same page about what the compensation would be for a deal. And according to Rappaport, the Saints want a first-round pick and more for Payton. Nope. I, don't nope. why, nope. I don't know why nope. Sean Payton, I don't know why Sean Payton would want to go to Denver. And and I don't I don't know why yeah. Sean Warren, yeah. Sean Payton would I don't know why Sean Payton would warrant a number one. Denver's already in a hole like you read about. The, the, like like you like you just said it's not a great place to go right now because Wilson's been a disaster. And then furthermore, think about internally Denver is in no position to give up a number one. They need all the help they can get. You're going to lose draft picks now. Is Payton going to turn that yeah, around? Mm-hmm. It's a Titanic. I think I, mean, I, I think Peyton, I think it I think if Peyton just waits it out he'll he he'll get a lot better job than Denver if and I know he wants to come back I I listen to him I listen to him every week on the uh, oh yeah uh, what what's the guy's name the herd Colin Coward I listen yeah, to Colin him on Coward, every week. Coward yeah. And now, he he should have been he misses he, he, he misses been, he, coaching he should have been going to Dallas. He's been going down. Oh my God, McCarthy he misses coaching coach. so bad. He wants well, back a, so bad. And if McCarthy you listen to him, coach. the guy's a damn genius. He knows yeah. football. He should be coaching the Cowboys. He's been waiting yeah, for that. Yeah, I, I just I don't think he wants to work for Jerry Jones though. But I, I don't, don't think, think no, Denver. I don't think the prospect wants think, to work with Jerry Jones. I don't think Denver's the spot. I I don't. I think there'll there's there'll be something else. That'll be better, I think. I mean, would the problem. You, would I mean, I, I heard a, I heard a rumor this week which just blew my mind, but I've seen it two or three times that the Dolphins are thinking about getting rid of their coach after what he's yep. done this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, to go to go with to go with Peyton because they believe that if Peyton comes, then Brady will too, because that's Did what the original plan them? was. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's the rumor. That's because I mean, Brady. The original Brady no. Brady you, was thinking ever, about going ever, there because they were going to give him part ownership in the team. Did you yeah, ever love the uh, my Steve guys? Did you ever love the Miami coach? I mean, it looks like a little guy skateboarding uh, in high school. I, I, I like mean, I don't know. Done. I, I don't I know like what he's done with that Miami team. He, I mean, I, he I was the uh, he was the offensive guru. Uh, Jim, wasn't it? Wasn't he the offensive guru for San Francisco? For a couple of yeah, years, for, well, uh, guru, you know that, that's what? kind of a that's of kind what? of iffy, Steve. That's kind of iffy. He was the OC for the Niners, but okay. to be what honest, everyone knows the real OC with the Niners is Shanahan. Well, and what yeah. if, what if, what if he won? I I don't know. I, I no, I'm not trying to disparage people. Like people fall in love with people. I mean. The Packers coach, I, yes. never, I never looked at him and go, oh, wow, he's a, he's a incredible all-time John Madden coach. I mean, uh, Shanahan, 
he he looks great. You know, he looks like a the cool kid uh, going to a rock concert every every time you see him on the sideline. What does he want in the big spot? So I'm just wondering, like, what are people seeing that? Uh, this the Miami guy. He has Tyler well, he Kelt. he got he got he, he got Gar- he got Garoppolo to the Super Bowl without even throwing a okay. damn pass. <laughs> no, I mean I mean I don't disrespect him. I mean I'm more so focused on I mean the guy in Miami. Look at the roster. They added uh, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They have two of the fastest receivers ever. They have Tua. I don't know. They have. They also have an incredible beast. I'd say top, eh, maybe not incredible, but like a top six, top five defense. And yeah, now they're, Flores, now they're probably not going to get into the playoffs. They're probably not going to get Flores, Flores left that defense behind. I like him personally more, but that's just me. Yeah. Although that's I don't know, but you're talking you were talking about these coach. I mean, you're talking about the guy in Green Bay. um, I don't like him at all. I don't like the guy in Miami and and the Rams coach. All of those guys worked together and came up together. McVay McVay couldn't score a touchdown against the Patriots in the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. You can't put up a touchdown in front of your fans. I thought McVay was so overrated. And look at the Rams. They've traded every single number one pick for the next 10 years. And now they're not going to yeah. make the playoffs. Uh, McVay is completely overrated. Go figure. Well, and, and I think I think McVay thinks it's time to time to get out of Dodge now because we ain't got no picks. And, he's still uh, young. This ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It's time for me to move on. Yep. Well, he's going to he's going to he's going to be smart about it. He has a lot of money. Nope, that's beautiful what it said. friends. You know, a house on the beach, he'll, he'll retire. He's still very young in about two years. When a yeah. perfect job opens up, he's going to go, oh, yeah, I'm back. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's I mean all the to, uh, last season, last season with all the announcing changes from the different networks and how Amazon was being brought in and Peacock and all this stuff opening up yeah. a lot of things. McVeigh was a was a hot commodity that a lot of these networks wanted to bring in as an analyst, like uh, Tony Romo or uh, Troy Aikman, yeah. and uh, yeah. he can he can use he can use that now. He, I mean, he can do that if he wants to, or he can say, um, "I'm going to take a year off and go do it for a year, and then, like you said, come back and." Pick somewhere yeah. else to go. I mean, yeah. he, and, he's, and, he's still young. He's still young. I mean, he he can strategically just say, "Oh yeah, I'm." Re-. He won't even say he's yeah. retiring. I'm stepping away. And I mean, I thought, he, I thought he's I thought he's one of the most overrated coaches I've ever seen. So that's that's just me. So he'll come back yeah, and according else, to uh, awesome. according to Adam Schefter, uh, Rams coach Sean well, McVay's future is indeed in limbo. Because yep. sources believe that McVay will take some time after tomorrow's likely loss to Seattle to determine <laughs> whether or not he will return. <laughs> I'm being a little presumptuous on that. Likely loss. Likely yeah. loss. <laughs> well, no, that guy. That guy played the. He played the house. I mean, he fooled a. He fooled a lot of people. Like I. Like I always say, I don't mean to be a dead horse. I'll stop talking about eight seconds. He fooled the world. I mean, he. He literally could not call his way out of a wet paper bag when he had a real shot with Jared Goff against Bill Belichick. And then he won. They traded every draft pick in the world for Von Miller, 
Matt Stafford, and and they were so lucky. To he win got Odell. The he got Odell. They Beckham. got three flags. They got three flags to win that game. The Cincinnati Bengals should have been last year's Super Bowl champions. That's what I'm saying. Right. But McVeigh had no they ultimately won that. And 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 if you no. and, and an, Jeez, another argument kidding. another argument another argument for you, Alex, is when he yep. had to play against uh someone in the Super Bowl, he had to play against a a veteran coach in Belichick. Smoked. It it was an embarrassment. Yeah, he was a kid, and he was a kid with his eyes. Uh, he was clamoring. He didn't. They would not even throw downfield on third and long. That was pathetic. Yeah. That was that's. I'm, I'm a very optimistic person, and I love rooting for great athletes and coaches. I mean, that guy just never did it for me. I mean, it, like I said, he built an all-star rotisserie roster last year. Barely, barely won that game. We can argue till five in the morning about whether they won that game. I mean. Cincinnati got fucked, pardon my French, at yeah. the end. Cincinnati well, had that, sure win, that Latin. Super Bowl. They had that Super Bowl. That's that's the way I see that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Tim, before I, but, yeah. uh, I mean, you just you just you just said something that brought a thought to my mind because I've heard I've heard. A lot of Cincinnati Bengal fans complain about their coach and say that the team is winning in spite of their coach and Burrow is excelling in spite of their coach. What if, what if they don't make it this season and they decide Sean Payton with Joe Burrow? I would actually do that. I mean, Zach Taylor is not. I don't. I would say he's a B. He's about an eighty-five. I would rate Peyton out of a hundred, about a ninety. So yeah, if it doesn't work, <laughs> I mean, let's let's look. No, life's not getting any easier if you're in the AFC. You got maybe the best quarterback of our generation. I mean, come on, Mahomes, Andy Reid, tactician. Then you have the Bills, who have been. Uh, I think should have had a ring for the last, maybe the last two years. They're due. They're due. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they are. They're I mean, due. The Bengals, and the Bengals just fell short. I would absolutely maybe look at uh, Sean Payton if I'm Cincinnati. Or what about what about what about the Chargers? What about Sean Payton with the Chargers and A Bear? Yeah, I mean yeah, uh, Payton, Payton. Payton would be a huge upgrade over Staley because Staley still doesn't know how to manage uh, clocks. Well, and he's a, he's a defensive guy. He's a defensive guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still, see that's he what I'm saying. I, I think there. I think if Sean Payton lets it be known, I want to come back, and I want to come back next season. I think there's a lot of NFL teams that may be on the borderline of keeping a coach or letting a coach go that oh, will yeah. say, "Give me Sean Payton's phone number." Yeah. I'm telling you, though. I'm the stupidest. Yeah. If I'm Belichick, 
uh, transfer myself to, to general manager, and hell, we don't hit on first round picks anyway. So let's let's send a first round pick down to uh, down to New Orleans to to bring Sean Payton in as our new head coach with Belichick I'm, as the I'm, general I'm, manager. I'm not, e- I'm not even That's making perfect. Belichick. I'm not even making Be- Belichick GM. I'm giving Take him it. some kind of token thing like team yeah. president or whatever. Yeah. And I'm giving Sean Payton GM and head Full coach. Call. Full control. I'm giving yep. him the keys, the car, the fucking yacht, everything. No, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like like you just said. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, if I were a Patriots fan, especially, I'm looking at him going, the track record's not there the last five years. I'm not trusting you for anything. I'll let Sean yep. draft and coach and exactly. have a coordinator exactly. have a coordinator with have, and have a coordinator with an equally loud headset there's a lot of teams in the nfl that have two guys talking about plays okay this is not a one-time deal okay you obviously you don't hand the keys to a defensive coordinator to run an offense oh i mean if the patriots have Peyton, i give them carte blanche i give them the, the top of the salary cap whatever crap you know you know crap so he'll, he'll give them a couple other yeah. yachts a couple other uh weekend getaways he'll he'll sweeten the deal off the record you know that Money's not a thing. Right. And then I'd let him uh, run the draft. I mean, it exactly. He it, he knows the game even, because if no you secret. listen to him, if you listen to you him see? on uh, if you listen yeah, to him no. on the herd, they talk college a lot of times, and he, he knows the squad. Watches yep. all the college stuff. He knows who's good. Yeah. That's what it is. You want to build a great team, you have to draft right. You can't take oh. Oh, this great guy is a fourth-round lineman. He's a volunteer fireman. He's going to be a guard. No, you need big yeah. hit draft picks. Yeah. They need number right. one. They need wep- They need weapons. That's it. You know, Jim, there's another topic I want to bring up uh, that just recently uh, came to light, and I want to get your thoughts on this and uh, the – possibility of what may come of this uh vince mcmahon returning to the wwe as Mm -hmm. an executive chairman in anticipation of selling the company and the names that are listed as the most likely candidates have comcast who owns nbc universal which obviously you know that's they own USA Network uh, that Raw is on right now. Uh, Fox, which of course is the home of SmackDown. Uh, you got Disney. You have Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh my God, what uh, what kind of a horror uh, thing would that be if AEW and WWE are owned by the same company? Um, you have yeah. Netflix. You also have Amazon, who's interested, as well as Endeavor who owns the UFC as well. Uh, Oops. And ever ever since, uh, you know, this news came out, uh, obviously uh, this is due to the fact that a sale is being talked about. Um, Stocks skyrocketed to company, to new company highs. I I think like the highest they got was like $89 per share or something this past week. Yeah, I think I think it jumped up almost twenty three dollars. Yeah, I mean it was it was a pretty considerable jump uh, compared compared to 
where they've been. And also, you know, there's also talks that maybe perhaps the WWE may go back to being private again, which would actually mm. help uh, with compelling television because, you know, obviously if they're private, yeah. I mean, yeah, they'd still, yeah, they'd still have to worry about sponsors, but they wouldn't have to worry about keeping their shareholders happy uh, with, with certain things that they would, uh, that they would put on TV. But uh, what do you think, Jim, about the future of WWE? Do you think uh, Vince is going to do anything <laughs> other than sell the company? Oh. <laughs> well, you, you you may laugh at my answer, or you may look at it and say, damn, that makes sense. Um, when you're dealing in terms of wrestling – it's either a shoot, which is the truth, or it's a work that's right. just bullshit. Exactly. I have come to the conclusion all of this from Vince is just a work. He ain't got no plans to sell the company. He got the stock to rise. He got attention. He got everyone talking about him again, even though he's irrelevant. And now he'll just sort of fade back away again. Unless more accusations come forward, that is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, if that's going to happen, it's going to happen. But um, the company was the company was doing great without him. Um, he's not an idiot. I mean, in my company, yeah. if I step away and have nothing to do with it anymore, and I'm looking at the numbers, and my God, they're doing this and this and this and this, I'd be an idiot to jump back in and try to change things. Yeah. He's not right. going to do that. He, Like I said, and you said, the stock jumped sky high. So he got yeah. what he wanted. And Stephanie and Triple H and everyone, they've let everybody know nothing's going to change. He's not even coming into the office. If he ain't even going into the office, it's all bullshit. Yeah, and there's actually, you know, there's actually been people uh, that have, privately mentioned that they would consider possibly walking out if he has anything to do, if he has anything to do with the on-air product again. That it, 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 did, it did two things. It raised the stock and it probably raised the offers down the road if he ever wanted to sell, which I don't think he will ever do. Because that's his family's company. He got it from his father. Right. His wife was involved. His daughter was involved. His son-in-law's involved. His son was involved. When it's a family thing like that, you don't really tend to let that go. 
Yeah, and I do believe actually it would be a big mistake if they uh, if they were to sell it to somebody outside of the, uh, you know, if they were to prevent it from being a family thing anymore, and they were to yeah. sell it, I think it would be a huge mistake. Well, I mean, I mean, what hap- what happens if whoever takes it says <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> That's yeah. so stupid. Get rid of that shit. We're not having that. Just wipe it no. away. Please do. I mean, they—they, they, I don't. I, I think he did what he wanted to do. He got attention. He got the headlines. He got the attention of all the talent. Everyone there. Stock went up, and probably offers went up if they ever did want to sell. And now he'll just sit back and say, <laughs> "I got him. I got him again." Yeah. Well, I, do, I I do know one thing that he, uh, it, it wasn't just for selling, but also uh, it was to because their media rights deal is coming up as well. So oh. I do know that uh, you know they the companies would prefer dealing with him rather than dealing with his daughter or his son-in-law uh, when it comes to negotiating a new deal. For uh, you know, for the media rights to Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that. So I do know he did come back as well for that. Um. Oh, is this a fumble for a touchdown? Now I've seen everything. Oh. Okay. That. I think that might have been a fumble recovery by Josh Allen. Uh, for, a, for, a, uh, for a touchdown. You mean Josh Dobbs? No, no, Josh Dobbs. Well, <laughs> yeah, but Josh Allen, the uh, defender, oh, okay. was the one oh, yeah, who, yeah. Uh, who recovered it. No, that's it. number two. He's a D. He's Is a that a pass? Is that a pass or a fumble? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell because he's making the hey, throwing motion, hey, I, but as he's making the throwing motion, the ball is coming out. The ball. All, all like, I know about my like situation. <laughs> I got. I got. I got. I, I got Jaguars minus five. So I was kind of hoping it would go to yeah. OT and they could score a touchdown. But there's well, a lot of time. It, the, they could score again. This is they what's score weird. Again. It's it's just weird though because when because I've seen this exact play happen previously this season. And they ruled it a fumble, even though it was a clear throwing motion. And what he does that basically one, that one that one's kind of iffy. That could have been he could have been thrown. It stands. I don't know. It, st- it stands apparently because it's now looks like he was throwing to me. Yeah, it's weird to tell because you know it looks it like weird. the ball doesn't really come out of his hand until. It looks like he pushes it forward. That's a fumble. On a scoring play, don't they automatically review it? They yeah, that usually do, yes, but it has to be it has to be inside two minutes. Yeah, I, I admit that seemed very, very quick for a review. I don't know if they reviewed it or not. Yeah, and usually, if they usually didn't, it, why didn't Vrabel throw a flag? Yeah, you usually it has to be within two minutes. It has to be uh, inside of two, two minutes, minutes yeah. for the fourth quarter. So, and this one wasn't. 
Mm. So that right there. Well, this, uh, this, throws, this throws my Jags bet to shit. I mean, it was already dead in the water. I had Jags minus five. Now I'm going to live yeah. bet. Titans are scoring again. That's my bet. Well, you know, this Alex, does, this Alex, you, should, Patriots alive, Alex you should play our Alex, you should play our uh, games gridiron game in our yeah, I'd love group. to, man. I'd love to. Yeah. I mean, between yeah, fantasy we, and this stuff, my my girlfriend's like, we do okay? like, no, uh, we do six okay. every week. Um, really? During the season, you get six weekend picks. You can mix it however you want to. College pro, and then everyone picks the Monday night game. And at the end of the year, we just brag if we won. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Lou, search, Lou, uh, Lou, played, on, Lou uh, played this season. Yes, I did. Yeah, he played last season as well. Uh, I got his picks uh, last season. Don't mention last uh, season. Throughout the, throughout the season. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of well, fun. Lou, a lot of fun. Well, well Lou, honest, and honestly, it's so Lou, crazy. Season, you're not it's doing so that crazy. Much you think at. It's so crazy Thanks. you think after all these games, every week, by the end of the season, there's got to be a clear-cut winner. And damn if it don't usually come down to the last game or two before somebody can win. It does. Right. But, yeah, Alex, if you search if you search for Sports Whispers on, uh, on Facebook uh, and request to join, we'll, uh, we'll add you on. Nice. That'd be awesome. I'd love to be on. Yeah, we we talk all kind of sports in there. We try to, and what we try to do is try to get to know each member. And if we know, for instance, somebody likes the Rams or somebody likes the Bears or whatever, then we try to cover information on those teams and post it in the groups. Um, So everyone gets to see stuff from their favorite teams. And uh, we do the uh, the football thing. It's called Games Gridiron. And then we do a very, very fun uh, March Madness where you go to our oh, Whispers. Yeah. You go to our Whispers account on ESPN, and you don't have to just pick one bracket. You get to pick two brackets. And, uh, and, and ESPN keeps up with the scoring and uh, – that's a lot of fun, and that's hard. That damn, that damn March you'll, Madness. You'll never, you'll it, never catch me winning a March, March Madness. I'm called it's March hard. Mary. I'm March Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's hard. I can't win shit out of that. So, yeah, you you have a lot of but, fun. You'd have a lot of fun, and of course, we all hang out in there too. I mean, I'm, I mean, as far as uh, you know, putting a couple a uh, couple dimes and nickels on things, I'm more. Football and then uh, I like basketball. Yeah, but I I mean I'm college seems like it's more sensible, but I I like NBA. That makes two. Oh, we we cover we cover NBA too. We we talk we talk about uh, we talk about the Celtics, the Sixers, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Bulls, Dallas, Clippers, uh, Miami. I, I mean, uh, I, I always have fun with Steve, and, and uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But they're choke artists. Yeah, you know, you know what, though? Let's, let's actually discuss a little bit about the NBA, because right now, as it stands, 
we have quite an interesting uh, looking playoff picture uh, on both yes, sides, do. actually. Uh, right now in the guaranteed playoff spots, uh, which are which are obviously the top six seeds, and then you have the you have seven, eight, nine, and ten in each conference go into the play-in tournament. But for the Eastern Conference, you have the Celtics, you have surprisingly the Brooklyn Nets, who have been on a tear in recent weeks. Uh, in the second seed, you have the Milwaukee Bucks in the third seed, who for somehow they're coming back down to earth all of a sudden. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo was held to literally just nine points the other night but, uh, against Charlotte, of all teams. Uh, Cleveland is well in the thick of things in the East. Uh, the Sixers, and you also have the New York, and you also have the New York Knicks. Uh, somehow, after their four-game winning streak, are in a playoff spot right now. Uh, you have the in the Western yeah. Conference for the top six. You have the Nuggets. You have the Grizzlies, who are really uh, who are really becoming quite the uh, juggernaut contender this year. Uh, you have the Pelicans, you have the Mavericks, the Kings, and the Clippers as their top six over there. And somehow, somehow, despite the injuries, the Golden State Warriors are in the play-in tournament. Yeah. At 20 and 20. Yeah. Jaguars! Jaguars ball! Get the ball. Oh boy! Did oh yeah, game over. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of late on this one actually. But it literally, I, it literally just showed up on my they screen. Just it looks like just the ball's down. Look at this, Josh Allen again. Josh Allen. Yep. Look at this. No, he loses. It. it looked like it. It looked like it came out to me. Oh yeah. I just live on that. Oh, the they lot. recovered it though. No, they recovered it. I just live bet the Jaguars again. For now, now there's no spread. It's just if I win. Yeah, no Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee recovered it. Third and twelve. Yeah, I just bet them uh, four to one. Okay. So I put down four. I put down four to win one. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to say those decibels. Third and twelve. But yes, uh, I can win a buck. Jim. If Jacksonville wins, I win a buck. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! Like my girlfriend says, I always say too much. <laughs> hey, in uh, in game, he's gambling, the one that calls Doctor Feel Good. Alex, in gambling terms, do do you want a buck or a dime? Oh man, my my uncle who uh my my godfather slash uncle was a bookie growing up. Yeah. So I would he he'd be uh working the lines like Thanksgiving. He'd be like, hey, on the on the uh. That, you know, the landline, I'd be like, what's going on there? My mom's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> yeah, Come on, literally. sack him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was married in the mob. I was born with the bugs. <laughs> I'm used to hearing, what do you want? What do you want? Nickel or dime? Jim, how, oh, yeah, how no, about like, your Grizzlies no, like, I, this I have year? A tendency, I, I honestly have a tendency in a big game like this 
if I lost so before I lost 130 uh, on the Jets either way because I bet them on minus six. That was the spread in Vegas. So now I just reacted. I said, you know what? They're not losing this game. So I put down much more to win a little bit more. If Josh Job pits this pass, I am going to Jamaica or Mexico. <laughs> One of the other. Jamaica Queens. Oh! Okay, now they're going to go for it on fourth. Now you get fourth and nine. Fourth and nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some big, uh, I'm not some big, you know, gambler guy, but I kind of am. I don't have the money for well, it, but uh, be... I, I throw around whatever I have. I have faith that... in, like, my abilities. Like, I grow, I, I go to bed listening to sports radio. I mean, I love, my favorite time of the week is to talk sure. sports. So, yeah. like, that's what I know. Some people like uh, oh. stocks. Some people like cars. I, I mean, I know sports. So, I've, I've seen Same my, uh, I mean, whatever. I try to call a shot, and that's it. This would be uh, this would be Mike Vrabel's first season of not making the playoffs since 2018. If the Titans yeah. can't wow. uh, can't win this, wow. Fourth and thirteen. Do you blitz? Do you blitz? I blitz. I blitz. Don't sit back. Don't sit back. I would blitz. Bring five. Bring six. Bring five. Yeah. No, they're bringing four. That, that, they're sitting that, that, that back. Decision, that decision by Bob makes no sense. You need 13, and you throw a pass to a guy that has no breakaway Boom. speed for seven. That was hot. There we go. Oh, my God. What the heck? I literally terrible. just thought, well, he what had the no is that? He had no options. It wasn't Patricia call. No. I mean, it was a check down. It was a check down. He had a guy uh, open deep. He had a guy did, he have, did he have anyone deep? He had a guy there we deep. go. Circled, circled in yellow. Uh, yep. Oh, he had him. Oh, Aikman, you can't say wow. that. Wow. The guy button hooked as he threw the ball. Boy. The other guy became open. Imagine sitting in an NFL pocket. You have four 300-pound people. About to assault you. Jaguars over He does. He's no, not, he no did have a guy at the forty. He did have a guy at the forty. No. Of, uh, I mean, yeah, come he on. Had a guy, had a guy he wasn't the, wide open. He wasn't wide open. He wasn't wide open. He had a, Those he had guys a better they, chance that he had a better chance at a first down there than he did checking down. But yeah, I, I don't did. think he had the time to see it. I don't think he time, he had the time to see it. Time to uh, see it. That that was the first. That was. You're right. The checkdown's the last. The last option. Derrick Henry, man, so that now, guy deserves a ring. That guy deserves. He's the Charles Barkley of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, that's. What he is. Ugh, I don't I go mean, there. That's the no, no, no. Derrick Henry is actually the best running back of our generation. I think. That's the situation the Titans are in. Guy, they just had called up a couple of weeks ago to. Quarterback. Yeah, sure. So now, uh, now Trevor Brable will nothing. be forty-eight and thirty-four with this uh, with this loss. Uh, he's an awesome coach. I I think almost every almost every NFL team would take uh, Brable over their current coach, including the Eagles. 
I'd, I'd take him over Bella. I'll say I'll say this right now. Uh, give it to Peterson. Give the uh, coach of the year to Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. For, for him to get the Jaguars, uh, not just into the playoffs, but to win their division no. too. And the thing about it, we all have to be honest about this. You just have to be honest. He did it with a. Because his quarterback was a so-called last year and didn't learn a damn thing under Urban Meyer. No. What? Urban Meyer should be in a mental institution. <laughs> he, he is done coaching. He will not coach my. He will not coach your T-ball team. <laughs> No, 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 I mean, no, no. I but that's—I mean, I not, I mean, you've got you've got club. a talent. You got a talent love, like Trevor I, Lawrence <laughs> and your Urban Meyer, and you did nothing with it. Nothing. I, I know. Urban was a great coach. I'm just saying, you know, with Jacksonville, they should celebrate in Florida right now with uh, Doug Peterson. I mean, Urban Meyer—he was never committed. So I was joking well, about that. Not just that. Not just that. Same, but Travis at the end. Uh, Travis Etienne coming back uh, from injury yeah. uh, after missing all of last year, too. Uh, Etienne coming in uh, helped quite a bit as well with their run game. Oh, same, same with Urban Meyer. And, I mean, it, it just is what it is. Some guys are built to coach college football, and some are built to coach pro football. He is, he's made for college. And as great as Nick Saban is in college, he wasn't meant for the NFL. Wow. I just I I, it's I true. agree with you. I felt like uh I felt like Urban Meyer was like a joke. He remember that time he didn't fly back with the Jaguars? Yeah. Yeah. And he went and party. He went back he went and party. I know he's a Columbus legend. I went to school there. I know about, all about Urban Meyer. I went to school in Columbus. But, I mean, you can't be on camera dancing oh, around with uh, co-eds. And, <laughs> and, and Josh Allen and, and, and these young Jaguars are flying back home. I mean, he wasn't committed. And it's not going to work. But, you know, I think another thing to, to, to look at, too, is the absolute turnaround that Trevor Lawrence has had in the second half of this year. Where oh, yeah. Peterson, like a, he, Peterson, he like, like, like him or not, like Peterson or not, he can coach quarterbacks. Oh, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i biased as an Eagles fan. I mean, he won a, the only ring I, I he, think I'll he, still he's the only He's the only coach that made Carson Wentz look good. Oh, and Nick Polk? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. I mean, so, Nick Foles not even as good as Wentz. Right. Trevor Lawrence. Right. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence under Doug Peterson has improved from 12 touchdowns and 17 picks to Boom. 25 touchdowns and 8 picks. Boom. And he's oh, just he's getting stuck. I mean, I I and was over 4000 yards too. 
Yeah, I and, mean, I watched I, I watched Lawrence in college. The guy, he's good. He's really good. Oh, he's great. He can run. He's big boy too. Now I'll say, yeah, you well, know, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to make it a whole uh, Eagles celebration, but like I'll just say, that yeah. was Andy Reid's number one guy. Andy Reid, Andy Reid handed the play calling over to Doug Peterson when they won that Super Bowl. And I mean, Doug Peterson. I'm sorry, he's a great coach. I really think he is. As well as well as uh, Lawrence had five rushing touchdowns this year compared to two last year. So clear as day, uh, the upgrade to Peterson was well worth it for Jacksonville. Yeah, and they also added you know Evan Ingram from the Giants, Christian Kirk from the Cardinals, Day Jones mm. from the Raiders. But I mean, players are awesome. I, you tell me, is it right. that important to have a coach? It kind of starts at the top. It does. It does. Right. And this might yeah. be, uh, I don't know if it's the first time or maybe it's the second time that uh, the Jaguars have made the playoffs under owner Shahid Khan ever since he purchased the team. I think it's twice. Because I, I forget if he, I forget if he was the owner when Blake Bortles was the, uh, was the quarterback. Mm. I guess. I was, guess. Tony, I guess. I guess. I guess Tony Khan's happy tonight because he's thinking, "Oh my God, my AEW just got more money." Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that's a that's another thing too. Um, <laughs> and you know, Jim, it's it's like uh, going back to the to the WWE thing. Uh, I remember we talked about it and kind of joked about it uh, that. Uh, Tony would tell would tell his father to go buy the WWE, but it's kind of scary when AEW's uh, owner, which is the uh, uh, Warner Brothers uh, Warner Brothers Entertainment or whatever, is also in the bidding for the for the WWE. I mean that's pretty damn scary that you could have one company own both. Uh, own both big uh, wrestling industry, uh, both well, wrestling I'm, companies. Yeah, I don't think I don't think WWE's gonna sell. I I just don't. I would be very surprised, honestly, if they did. And thank and thank you, Jaguars, because this helps the Patriots immensely. Where even if the Dolphins and Steelers lose tomorrow. And New England loses. Uh-huh. New England will still make the playoffs. Well, the yeah. Dolphins and Steelers could both lose. They could, yes. Uh, it all depends on uh, it all depends on what the Jets uh, what the Jets game plan is if they decide to play or no, they're going with Flacco. Shit. <laughs> yeah, they're going with no, they're going with Flacco. I'm sorry. I'm, I, 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 I like to joke sometimes. Uh, you know, my parents had me around here, so I got dropped off here, and now I'm still here. <laughs> this area, this area of the country, the East Coast. Right. Trust me. Trust me. I'm. You know, I went to school in Ohio. It was the best five years of my life. <laughs> Somehow I got an education. No, but I was always more Midwest, like you know, blue collar style. But anyways, living over here near uh, New York City, it's amazing. The I yeah, I watch them every weekend. I, 
they have a really good defense, and they have a really talented team. They're addicted to losing. And Zach Wilson, the quickest you pull the plug on that, the quickest they can move on. I mean, if Mike White was healthy, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a playoff team. That's a playoff oh, team. Oh, no, Wilson's done. Wilson, Wilson's done. They flat out said their move uh, – well, the team hasn't said it, but – uh, according to uh, according to Jay Glazer, uh, Wilson has played his last game in a uh, New York Jets uniform. Yeah, but Robert Sala, the the the, the weirdo uh, bald guy with the headset, running around like a Schwarzenegger who can't even pronounce any of his team's players' names. Oh yeah, me and Zach were good. We're, he's going to be our our, our uh, quarterback next year. I think they're both done. <laughs> And 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 what and what point did you did you just bring up? Good, got a good defense, but man, the the yeah. offense and Wilson they need to go. And, and what's the same common de- denominator again in this uh, coaching? Uh, this 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 line or this era of NFL coaching? He's a defensive guy. You need an yeah, offensive right. guy as head coach. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's Metallica. It's sad but true. I mean, blue collar. I mean, Buddy Ryan. These old school guys. They right. all last. Sure. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's just what the, that's just what the game has evolved to now. And you it's either get on board or you get left behind. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at uh, but then again, I mean, look at the the flip side. I mean, Kingsbury, Texas Tech. He he's getting his ass uh, fired. He's walking on water right now. Listen, look, I saw Kingsbury a lot in college. He always sucked. Always. He could score Mm -hmm. points, and he didn't give a rat's ass if his defense gave up 60. He tried to score 63. Okay. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe he got an NFL job. He he also yeah, has a fraud. Yeah, he, he also has a fraud as a quarterback, Kyler Murray. Complete. He complete yeah. Look, 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 who, look all he look, look at all who he had. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Ky- uh, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray cares more about playing Call of Duty than. Uh, than being an yeah. NFL quarterback, so Kyler Murray should just play. Kyler Murray should just play baseball. Yeah, just get away from my life. I don't like Kyler Murray. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't like football. That job belongs to someone else. Who cares more? They had yeah. to put a clause in the contract to tell him to be in the QB room to study plays. He doesn't know the playbook. My guy Zach Ertz came over from Philly. He's an you know aging vet. I root for my guys. They're, they're, I mean, he's like saying, Kyler Murray doesn't know the place. He's the quarterback. What is that? <laughs> what, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a problem. If your quarterback yeah. don't know the plays, that's a problem. <laughs> and like you said, no, he, he video game. They have to tell him. They have to Contract. But see that you know, that's another that's game. another job that's going to be open. We were talking about Sean Payton. That's another job that's going to be open. Is Arizona? Do you want to go to but, Denver with yeah. uh, their situation? You want to go to Arizona with I Kyler Murray I in their situation? 
I think Are Denver. you still holding out for something else? Maybe Miami. Maybe Miami. May maybe the Raiders. Maybe the Rams. No, Raiders. The, Ram. the, the Raiders can't. The the Raiders won't be able to. Uh, my, if my understanding is correctly, uh, from what they said, they can't afford to buy out Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Oh, I doubt that. I doubt that. It when, when they. No, I doubt that. I really doubt that. <laughs> because they, uh, somebody with the, uh, what's it called? Uh, somebody, one of the uh, Raiders beat writers said in particular that yeah. the that they they're so cash strapped that they wouldn't even have the money to give McDaniel's in order to buy him out. Right. You know. You know what? You know what? Maybe. <laughs> You know what, maybe... That's impossible. You know what, maybe could just be eluding people because we're thinking of all the different possibility of people moving here, moving there, coaches going here, going there. What if it's one simple move on one team Mm -hmm. where they already have the weapons, they already have a quarterback, they already have the receivers, they already have a defense. What if Sean Payton just goes to Tampa Bay? Uh, uh, you have the be. right state. You have the right state. You have the wrong state of mind, like Billy Joel. I was thinking about Miami. He's got a he's got he's got a much better defense than Miami. I mean, I could I, see Tampa. I mean, what, what, I what, could give me uh, five seconds. Would would Tom yeah. Brady stick around in Tampa? For Sean to come to him? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Really? Yeah, with their offense, with their weapons, and you bring in Sean Payton, yes, Brady would stay. Okay. Here's my my problem with that, though, is that Arians is technically in charge of who is brought in and whatnot. And... and the thing, the, the thing, no, the thing, the thing is, is Todd Bowles was Arians' handpicked guy. He's a defensive guy. Yeah, he's a defensive guy. There's it didn't no work. Arians is not hiring the next coach. I mean, come on, where is the guy? Come on, are you telling me he has a great right. position now? I, I, I agree. I agree. Arians, Arians will have no. Arians won't say he won't have no say. So if it comes down to Sean Payton and Arians says, "Nah, I don't think so," they're going to look at Arians and say, um, <laughs> pick, "Pick up yeah. your pick up your uh, check and your departing <laughs> prizes at the door, and we thank yeah. you for your time." I mean, come on, Steve. Respectfully, Arians is not calling the shots there. I mean, where is he? I I haven't seen the guy in, in two years. I mean, it beats me, but my, you know, from the reason, the, the the one of the ways that they got Brady to come back was for Arians to take a back seat and still okay. remain with the club. And that. they decided they de- they decided that okay, uh, if Arians is going to take a, is going to take a step back, Arians wanted to name his successor which 
ended but, up being both. Are they but, cool? Is, does, but, does, does huge egos? Does Aaron's like uh, Peyton? That's going to be a clash. They but, probably don't like you. But Steve, you just said in order to get Brady to come back, Arians had to step aside. So yeah. now we're saying Sean Payton come in and Brady might would stay. And you yeah. think well, yeah, Arians would. could you think Arians could screw that up? Possibly. If Arians do you not think Tom Brady would say, yes, yes, yes? The biggest voice would be Brady, not Arians. Right. I mean, yeah, and if, 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 Brady, if Brady don't agree, he's going to San Francisco. Or he could just say, you know what? I love Miami. <laughs> no. Drive uh, two hours away. Now you're in Miami. And and also, so you know, basically, that's actually that's something. Basically, it, basically, basically, it comes down to what Brady wants. And Brady's already told you once in the past he didn't want Bruce Arians. But that you know, that's know. actually something to really that's something to really think about though with Miami because I think about it. Tua Tua has already had three concussions this season. Oh yeah. And that's something to really consider where, you know, with, with a, person, a person with his history, I mean, obviously they would prefer to keep Tua as quarterback, but how much longer may Tua even be playing the game with, with a concussion history? Because I know uh, yeah. just, just one in, part- one in particular, uh, Mark Savard of the Boston Bruins, he ended up, he ended up having to call – he ended, yeah, former Ranger. He ended up having to call call it a career because he had two concussions in the same year. Well, I mean, Steve, if you're being honest, before we even started this season, they tried to get Brady to Miami. So, well, clearly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, that's what I'm saying. Plus, the Peyton rumor was already there. They were gonna, they were gonna uh, not reunite. It sounds like some weird marriage. They were going to uh, unite in Miami before this season. Yeah, Brady was Brady was kind of mentally done for whatever reason. Maybe you know losing that overrated supermodel had something to do with it. Anyway, well, was, plus the other the plus the other thing is when they come to you and say part of your deal is we're going to give you part ownership. <laughs> yeah, well, he was tampering with Miami before the season. I, I mean, know. that's kind of. I mean, I I don't I don't know of any other player I've ever heard about that turned down a deal where they gave him part ownership. <laughs> Wake me up when that happens. <laughs> yeah, Jim. An- another uh, another th- another thing I want to uh, I want to bring up uh, because obviously obviously uh, you know this happened as well this past week. What do you think of the Red Sox finally pulling the trigger and uh, actually making a big boy offer to Rafael Devers? I want to I want to go on in this one. Um, well, Steve. Oh yeah, go I for think, it. Jim I Sox. think it yeah. was. I think it. I think it's twofold. Number one, 
they decided between him and and uh, Bogarts. Yep. If they were going to put their money somewhere, they were going to put it in the younger guy and let mm-hmm. Bogarts go because they could still slide story over to short, which well. probably isn't a great move, but they could <laughs> do that. And and Raffy was the younger person. So that's the first thing you have to consider. Second thing is, after the way their off season was going, and then Henry has uh, a what was it a hockey team or something show up to yeah. Fenway? Yeah, and, they had the Boston Bruins, and uh, they had the Winter Classic with the Bruins and the Penguins, and fans were yeah, booing and, him and relentlessly. His hockey, and when his hockey team showed up, and all of the Boston fans booed him out of Fenway, it was kind of like. Yeah. That's kind of what got to Henry. Up until that point, he was doing what he wanted to do. He was saving money. He was saving money, raising ticket prices, making you pay more and more and more, and he was saving more and more and more. And then all of a sudden it was like a wake-up call. Damn, these people are turning on me. And he's like, okay, go ahead and sign Raffy. And uh, maybe that'll blow all of this over. And we'll see. We'll see if it does. We'll see if that's all that they do or if they do something else. But well, Rumor uh, is they're right. in on I mean, I, mean, I mean, as crazy as that sounds, that one night of hockey really, really shot to John Henry's ego. He was like, these people yeah. don't like me. <laughs> I can. Oh, I can we loved him yeah. at first. He, he, we loved him got, until until he up. decided. Uh, once he once he got rid of Lester, that's when uh, that's when uh, the fans' relationship <laughs> with him started to sour. <clears throat> and, and that yeah. one didn't that one didn't work out good because Lester still had. More good seasons, but there are a few times where there are a few times where they plug on somebody, and then their next few seasons, you saw them start to really, really decline. So it's kind of fifty-fifty right. yeah. on that. You know, sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. But if you've got these young guys like Raffy, I mean, <laughs> you know, they've got. They're going to get even better. He's going to get even better. Of course. So, now, I mean, the the single most damning thing against the Boston front office is going to be the Mookie Betts thing. So, obviously, when people, oh, my God, you're letting him go, you're letting them go, you're, you're letting Bogarts go, at least they locked up Devers. So, now there's a little bit of prayer there. It shows they're not totally fucking folding the tables. I mean, they signed like, Justin Turner. I mean, like, see, like I said, like I said with Raffy, as silly as it sounds, mm-hmm. and egotistical as it sounds, it had a lot to do with how he got booed at Fenway with his yeah. hockey team. I really yeah. do. I mean, I really do. And Devers, I mean, you talk to um, 
it sounds menial and weird, but like uh, I, I love uh, collecting cards sometimes. Devers is like considered one of the best five young players in MLB. Uh, yeah. The world knows yeah. it. Uh, it quietly, uh, he was like, you know, what? I'm taking too much, uh, you know, what on my chin. Let's sign it. Let's at least sign this guy. I mean, they have. I mean, they have to do something. I, I, yeah. Steve, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, I, I think I think the Turner, I think the Turner move was okay. I I, I like that. Um, they still need to do a few things. Um. And maybe they're looking at it. I don't know. But it, it's kind of like it was twofold to me, Steve. It was number one, Henry got embarrassed in mm-hmm. his own right. baseball stadium getting booed with his own team because of what he was doing with the Red Sox. And then part two is uh, Chime Bloom, the GM, finally just took his balls out of his britches and said, God damn it, I'm going to sign somebody, and I'm going to sign Rappy. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if they if they were to have brought him to free, uh, let him go to free agency, or at worst, trade him and get another Mookie Betts-type deal, uh, done yeah. like they did. And let's face it, that Mookie Betts deal is looking worse and worse by the day. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, basically, they, they would have risked. Basically, basically, it's Mookie and David Price for Alex Verdugo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they would have, they would have risked anarchy from, from the fans. If they were to, uh, if they were to have let Mookie or not Mookie, if they were to let uh, Rafael Devers go for a draft pick, which I mean, let's face it, that's what they—that's exactly what they did to Nathan Eovaldi, and that's exactly what they did to uh, Xander Bogarts. They decided, nah, you know what? This past season, oh no, we're actually con- we're good enough to contend, even though it was very fucking clear <laughs> think so? that no. You guys need to be sellers. You guys, you guys can't be buyers at the deadline. You guys need to sell. The time to sell. I mean, I think fans would have accepted it more if they traded Xander Bogarts at the deadline. I think fans would have fans wouldn't have liked it. See, that, but I think they would have accepted my, it a lot that's more. That's my that's my whole thing, Steve. If this were, and and you know this, looking as running the business. You know you're going to have that decision coming up. You got Raffy and you got Bogarts. Both mm-hmm. contracts are coming up. If you know in your your mind right now, I cannot keep both of them, and I think I should keep Raffy because he's younger, I think he's going to be better, then you trade Bogarts and get something for him, and don't just get nothing. That was mystifying. They didn't do a damn thing to help themselves. You could have traded them for two prospects. Look at Tampa Bay. They they flip people every other year. Who, I mean, obviously, well, I mean, the product is proven. They do a good job flipping great players. They do. They do. Bogart, you know, I felt bad saying Tampa, you know, great players. Bogart's an incredible player. 
they should have gotten something for him. And not just that, but you had you had JD Martinez. You had a ready-made offer from the Mets for JD Martinez, and you decide, nah, we're going to keep JD. We're going to let him go, and then we're going to sign Justin Turner for one more million per year in the off season instead of paying yeah, JD. See that? See that? That's the whole thing. I mean, you you they're playing this game between them and the fans, trying to keep the fans coming and trying to keep the fans interested, as if they're trying to to win and do this when they know when the season's over. We're going to let them walk. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Run the business Come like on, you man. It, it, it's a bu- It's a business. If business. you're going to let them walk, get something for them. Exactly. Fans would have been more understanding. Fans would have been, I guarantee you. Boston fans, you know, we're not stupid. We understand the business right. of baseball. Fans, the Boston fans would have been more understanding if they traded away players like Bogarts or Eovaldi or, or J.D. Martinez. They would have been more understanding if they traded them at the deadline as opposed to just letting them walk. And, oh, we got a fourth-round pick for Devers. Uh, I mean, not Devers. For Bogarts and a fourth-round pick for Eovaldi because we gave them a qualifying offer and they refused it. And by the way, from what it sounds like, it sounds like Boston didn't even make an offer in free agency to Eovaldi or to uh, – well, I, I shouldn't say that. They made one to Bogarts, uh, but it was nowhere close to what the Padres gave him. You know, uh, if, if you're honest, if you're honest, if you're honest with your fan base and you have had some history of success and they know, they know we've won here. We've won World Series here. Right. And you're honest with them, and you tell them, God, we hate to have to lose this guy. We hate to yeah. have to do this, but it's a business, and this is what's going to be more beneficial for our team, we think. And just hang in there, and we think it'll work out. And you trade Bogarts, or you trade JD, or you trade Evaldi, and you say, we're going to. We're gonna stockpile, and we're gonna we're bringing in these guys, and we're gonna be back in a year or two. Just hang with us. They respect the hell out of that more than just sitting there acting like, oh well, at the end of the season we're gonna to try to sign them, and you don't even make a damn offer. Yeah, yeah. or or say or 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 you make those moves and then say we're gonna build around Rafael Devers. Then okay, fans. You know, fans will. I mean, that that's why fans love Theo Epstein so much, is the fact that he yeah. flat out told you what he was going to do. Like uh, he flat out acknowledged in 2005 when they signed Adrian Beltre. He's like, okay, you know, we know we uh, we know it's highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely that we that we will probably find ourselves in the same situation again. Back to back, where okay, yeah, we won the World Series this past year, but we also have to make decisions that are best for the team. Which, I mean, that's why fans love Theo so much because they're they're like, okay, you know, uh, Theo's like, we're not going to be 
oh, we're going to try to be competitive, but at the same time, we also know that we're going to have yeah. to rebuild a little bit. So here, I'm going to sign somebody like Adrian Beltre. To, he flat out told you, he flat out told the fans, this is a bridge year. If we make the playoffs, then good. If not, doesn't really matter because ultimately we're building towards a bigger goal. Yes. And fans and fans love Beltre. Oh, we loved him. We loved him. If uh, you know, uh, if if only uh, he was a little bit younger, you know, he could have he could have been around Boston for quite a while. Yeah. But yeah, I think actually, I think that's the whole thing. I I think the whole thing with the Red Sox is they try to play freaking mind games with their fans when if you'll just be honest with them you do that and tell them tell them what is going on they'll probably support that and stay behind you instead of lying to them as if oh we're going to we're going to we're going to make a big big offer to Xavier at the end of the season we're going to try to keep JD we're going to we're going to make an offer to Nate and or Matt Strom or whatever. And then at the end of the season, you let every damn one of them walk and don't get a damn thing for them. That's just stupid business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's... you knew, you knew, you knew in the middle of the season right. that you were going to do that. You knew it. But you know what? You know what? Though they look at uh, like yeah, literally every fan knew what was going mm-hmm. to happen, uh, yeah. and uh, fans were actually hoping that they would sell. Fans were actually hoping that they would sell because the fans saw the writing on the wall. Everybody yes. knew what was going to happen, and it was definitely in the fan like. I guarantee you, not one single fan thought, "Oh yeah, they're going to re-sign." Uh, you know, they're, they're going to re-sign uh, Xander Bogarts in the offseason. Not, not after how they not after not after how they lowballed him in spring training. No fucking way were they going to were no. they going to re-sign him. So no, they you know, they knew they weren't. See, and that that's that that's the whole kicker. They knew they weren't going to. Resign him. They knew they weren't going to try to get in a bidding war and keep him. They knew they weren't going to offer Evaldi a contract. They knew they weren't going to offer JD a contract. They knew all of that stuff, and yet they held on to them instead of trading them and getting something for them. And that's Nothing. just Nothing. that's stupid, stupid business. That's just stupid well, business. That's not- they're, they're sending different signals. They, mm-hmm. They're rebuilding, but they're not. They let J.D. Martinez, another, uh, who I would say a pillar. I mean, he was a great player for the Red Sox for, what, half a decade? Sorry. Great player. For, uh, they, they yeah, let him for about, for about five years, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then they suddenly sober up and go, oh, yeah, let's sign Devers. So wh- where are you? Are you in or out? They I mean, sobered. They so- I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they sobered up because of, all the criticism, and then all of the anti-Henry booing at his own stadium in Fenway 
when he shows yeah. up with his damn uh, hockey team. Let him hear it. Yep. Let him hear it. Yeah. Hey, I'm here what, with my hockey that, team. That's what it takes. I'm here, I'm here with my hockey team in my baseball stadium where I don't spend no money. Yeah. And the fans yeah. let him hear it. The fans let him hear it. So yeah, he's and on actually, the phone. He's, uh, he, he's on the phone. It didn't. I guarantee it didn't take sixty seconds. He's on the phone. He he's like, chime, sign rat, whatever, sign rat. Yeah, and, and and you know what? There was there was a fan who, uh, and this is no joke. I've seen the photo. Uh, this uh, there was a fan who tried to bring in a sign or pay Raphael Devers sign into that game and John Henry's wow. security uh had the had the uh the sign removed yep. from the fan. <laughs> That's what uh James Dolan, the uh Knicks uh Rangers uh owner, if anyone messes with him or signs uh, puts up any signs, he gets them removed. He's taken to such an extent at Madison Square Garden he has people that he knows that in the media or anyone who has ever talked against him or his product, the Knicks or Rangers, they have facial recognition. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, kidding. you're you're you're, t- not you're talking about you're Jim, talking I'm about James Dolan. You're talking about James Dolan, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because yeah. when he said that, it, it reminded me of that. Are you kidding me? He has facial. Yeah. You know, like anti-terrorist 9/11 stuff. Yeah. That you walk in the building with a with a scarf and a sunglasses on two minutes later you have security going sir you're not allowed in there like right, they, they can right. scan your face and kick you out i mean what is that <laughs> <laughs> wow i mean still well, i mean just, I, the, the thing that just really pissed off fans was the fact that you know, the Red Sox made – well, actually, I shouldn't say the Red Sox because first it was the Marlins. The Marlins got yeah. John Henry his first World Series. Then he decided, yep. no, I want to be I want to be the owner of uh, – I want to be the owner of a higher-ranked team. So he then bought Boston, and Boston fans made him his huge empire that he has now. Yeah. Boston, the the four World Series, and apparently, from what it sounds like, it sounds like Henry is claiming that he actually lost money during each of those yeah. World Series wins. Even wow. though, you know, ownership and everything he always that. gets these huge bonuses from World <laughs> Series. Did you ever believe a politician or a, or a billionaire saying they lost money? No, I can't. No. I can't. I don't think he ever wants to beg on, oh, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. No, but the thing is, that's why they got rid of. That's why they got rid of uh, of uh, Dave Dombrowski is because of the fact that he uh. went against what Henry wanted to do. He went against Henry and decided, "Fuck that! I'm going to sign players. I'm going to bring us a World Series like he did in 2018." And you know, he signed all those massive deals, and then. Shortly after, uh, shortly after, uh, what's his name's? Uh, I think he had like maybe one year left on his deal, and Henry said, "Nah, you're done. You're gone. Bye." Steve, 
I'm a I'm a I'm a business owner. Pretty big business. I'm a I'm a pretty yeah. big business owner. If I have a if I have a year where I had the best sales of the year, the best profits, I won it all and I say I lost money, my employees would freaking laugh at my ass when I walked yeah. in the building. That's well, just I, ridiculous. You know, that's... that's just ridiculous. You win the you win it all and gonna claim you lost that is ridiculous. Yeah, Why are you I still in you... business? Why are you still in business if you won the world championship and lost money? How the hell are yes. you still in business? You when won you the world don't win the world champion when you when you don't win the world championship and you're still in business. You win it yeah. all where you yeah. get more money and you lost money, but now you're yeah. not winning it, you're not winning it, you're not winning it, so you're not getting the extra money, but you're still in business? That is that, bullshit. Sounds like a bad politician. And another thing too. Another thing too is, uh, you know, Liverpool fans, uh, which John, John Henry owns Liverpool uh, in the uh, Premier League for soccer, and they now know, you know, they now understand what Red Sox fans are going through with Henry because he's doing the same fucking thing to Liverpool now, where even yeah. though. Uh, you know, Liverpool. He makes a shit ton of money over there and over there in Europe because uh, they've been winning title after title after title uh, ever since he bought the team. And now he's pulling the same shit in Liverpool that he's done in Boston. Belichick, yeah, that's So you know, it's and and you know now he's going to do the same thing for Pittsburgh. You know, he's the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, we're talking about that for like twenty minutes. Thank God, we ain't the future. I mean, it's just I. I think I think it's it's beca- it's becoming abundantly clear. I think now to Henry that yes. fans are on to what he's doing. That fans know exactly what he's pulling, and that uh, these. Little, uh, th- there's a reason why you you very rarely ever see him in the public eye anymore. Yes. They they gave Manny Ramirez a hard time for not trying hard. He was one of the best players that ever played for the besides David Ortiz, and they had the nerve to put him down for not trying hard enough. Uh, he is the mm-hmm. smartest baseball player that ever wore that uniform. Yeah, well, yeah my, roommate did all- Park, my roommate Parker is back in the back in the house. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Manny was being Manny, right. and he was also at three thirty, yeah. uh, forty five home runs, one hundred thirty RBIs. Wake me up when someone else who wears that uniform produces like that. Yeah, and not only that, but he knew when he couldn't catch the ball, he made sure he didn't get behind him for a double or a triple. 
But when he knew he could catch yeah. it, he hung. So he had instinct. But those Boston riders have nothing but their pens to shove up their yin yang because they're a bunch of assholes. Mm. <laughs> I can put that better myself. Yeah, and you know, I think I think another th- another thing. Another thing, though, to keep in mind, though, what kind of led to Manny's departure, though, was the fact that he had that altercation with the uh, uh, with the secretary or something, the uh, traveling secretary of yeah. the uh, of the Red Sox, uh, very very late very late in his Red Sox career, uh, yeah. where he had some oh sort of altercation. Oh my God, Steve! Oh my God, Steve! Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I just saw. Steve, Steve, I just saw the celebration. I just saw the celebration in the Jags locker room. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, and and you know who I saw going up and hugging Papa Con? Tony. Yep. From Middle East. You know. Tony's the happiest one in the building because, oh, my God, my daddy's going to keep paying for my little wrestling company. Oh, if you're an honor, you love it when a, when a game like that. I mean, uh-huh. oh, boy. The Astros of the World Series against the Dodgers. They totally cheated, and they and they should have won that game seven, the Dodgers. Those cheaters, the Astros. Yeah. I'll never root. I'm, I, I like the Red Sox, too, but I'll never root for the Astros. They are cheaters. They are. He's the garbage they are. And then you know what? You know who's, who's the biggest uh, letdown it is? The kids. The kids go see the game, and they see that. All those shenanigans, that's just BS. That's setting a bad example, a bad role model for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And by, by the way, a bit of a, a bit of a note real quick here uh, in regards to Sean Payton and the Broncos. Uh, according to the score up in Canada, uh, there is mutual interest between both sides. Uh, as a matter of fact, Peyton oh. was recently on. Peyton was recently on uh, the Colin Cowherd show, and he spoke about what steps he would implement in order to correct Russell Wilson's struggles. So he, there is yeah, he's on there. Mutual interest. He's yeah, on the, there every the, he's on there every Tuesday after Monday night football. It's the, he didn't the go on there just ball. to do that. He's done it all season. He's on there every Tuesday. Well, he's he. I mean, you could you could debate it, but he might be a almost a Hall Fame coach if you put him in Denver. Now they get proud again. They get big again, and then Denver's on a roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts at the top. Am I am I correct? It starts at the top. Give a look, great coach. Look. Everything everything works out. First thing you look at, look at the division you in. Who you up against? Yeah. Every yeah. you got to play them twice a season. That is tough. Yeah, Kansas City, Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. the Chargers. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, it's gonna have to be easy, but it's gonna give them a chance. Yeah, Kansas City. We don't like them. Can't doubt without trying. He's I mean, he's he's got a better shot if he goes to the NFC. Well, yes, but wouldn't it be more exciting? I mean, he loves yeah. he loves chances. He loves. Risk. I want the Broncos to win another Super Bowl. I still I still say um, for Miami or maybe 
you a Jewish mother's favorite wine. Or maybe <laughs> maybe Cincinnati if they grow a pair and make a change. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Who'd you guys pick well, listen, for the uh, Super Bowl this this year? Uh, I I think I think the Niners are going to win it, but you can't count out. God, it's so crazy! It's crazy in the NFC because you're so scared because Tampa could catch fire with Brady. Um, and you know Dallas is going to probably choke, and you think oh, yeah. Philly's the real deal, but are they? I mean, are they really the real deal? Or is it the Niners? Well, I think Philly could potentially be the real deal if Hertz is 100%. If they have Minshew, not a shot. No. Minshew could, couldn't lead my uh, high school team to a championship. Right. All, right, let, Come on. Let, all right, let me – all right, let's just make it clear. And I, I'm, a, right. I'm an Eagles fan. Let's break, let's break it down. If, if the NFC championship game is San Francisco and Philly – who you picking? Oh, uh, Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm fucking I'm riding Philly, 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 Philly. Philly. Yeah. I'm probably I mean, going San Francisco because of their defense. I'm picking San Francisco. Well, actually, uh, actually, the Philadelphia Eagles have the most sacks of all all time this year. So yeah. people I'm pick, don't I'm, pick, I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm picking the Niners. Oh, you were saying Philly that has uh, the most sacks though. While Philly has yeah, the most sacks, they also have a Swiss cheese secondary, though. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah, Darius Slay and uh, James Bradbury. Yeah. All right, so we're, all right. We're so, picking all right, the Niners quickly. Get... Look, there's Tony Khan. Tony Khan standing right there hugging Doug Peterson. Why does he have yeah. to get involved in this shit? You're honestly, right. you're picking Jared Purdy. You're picking Purdy in Philadelphia. I'm in picking dark, San weather. Francisco. You're I'm picking <laughs> San Francisco. Wow. I'm picking San Francisco's offensive weapons, There's and no I'm way. picking their defense. I'm and picking their defense. Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I'm picking Hurts. Yeah, Hurts so good. Okay. Hurts so All right, good. Real All right. Quick. in the AF. All right, we got we got about a minute left. We got about a minute, a minute left. AFC: KC, Buffalo, Cincinnati. KC. KC. I got Kansas City. I think uh, Mahomes is going to be the magic man again, which they all like to boast about. Hey, Jim, Jim, before I go. I got Cincinnati. um, I got Cincinnati. Jim, before I go, uh, try to check out my show next week if you can. I'm off from 4 to 6 in the East. Uh, I think it's, what, 3 to 5 where you are. Uh, The Enhanced Sports Show, uh, the number is 512-543-4662. Okay, again, 512-543-4662. Steve was a regular here. Uh, Okay. Everybody here. All right, I'll... uh, Talk I, nothing I, I, and I will, I will, I will promise you this. I will do that. I will get the information from Steve this week, and I will join. Okay. You. All right. Thanks, Jim. Good night, Joe. All right. All right. All right. Uh, first off, uh, thank you to everybody for joining us tonight, uh, Jim. Real quick, do we have anything planned uh, moving on ahead before we uh, before we sign off? No, I think that's it. I mean, we'll be back again next Saturday night, and uh, we're we're gonna do a, a another twenty twenty three year of it, and uh, have fun with it. We're gonna try to get Alex involved in our our whispers pick 'em games, and uh, we'll go from there. 
Love All you right. Guys. Well, everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, we will see you guys next Saturday night for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly.